Hey gang, McStarcats has a couple of gigs coming up here on January 24th and 25th. McStarcats features today's guest, Dave Katz of Acoustic Hookah, and Cliff Starbuck and Ed McGee, formerly of Acoustic Hookah, currently of Acoustic Hookah 2.0. Anyways, they'll be playing January 24th at Stanley's Pub in Cincinnati, Ohio, and January 25th at the Odin in Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets are on sale now, so go get yourself some. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Moded Studios Embroidered Patches and Apparel. Go to modedstudios.com and check out the latest and greatest. One of my favorites right now is the Baby Yoda Mandalorian meme Star Wars inspired gift idea embroidered beanie. That's right, I just read it right off the website. And then the other one I really like is Cat from Lady Yelling at Cat Meme. Smudge the Cat, Taylor Armstrong, and Kyle Richards embroidered beanie hat. That's just their beanies. They got Bart Simpson with the David Bowie lightning bolt across his face. They got Snow White smoking out of her poisoned apple. They got all kinds of shit. Go check it out. ModedStudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. They do custom work. And they always are updating their website with new and clever stuff. Modestudios.com. Go and get yourself some. Now on with the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Dave Katz of Acoustic Hookah. I am uh, very excited to release this podcast. This is, for me, probably the pinnacle of my podcasting experience. Um, it, it, it just it doesn't get any better than this. And if you if you don't know the backstory of this, I'll let you know on the other side of the conversation. So I'm going to blow through the, the intro here so we can get to the conversation and then stick around afterwards. So I, I kind of want to explain myself a little bit in regards to um, people asking for Acoustic Hookah 2.0 to be a band again. So uh, I, I kind of brush over it with Ed when I talk to Ed McGee, I kind of brush over it with Dave with having a fully formed idea and I kind of have a fully formed idea now so if you're interested in my fully formed ideas stick around till after the conversation and uh, I'll go a little deeper into that but first go to reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and go check out what we got going on over there we got some new music coming up over the horizon here in January so be on the lookout for that click on the experience tabs if you want to find where me and my lovely wife Raina Mystique will be playing in the region also, you can follow us on Instagram at We Speak English Good and on Facebook at We Speak English Good. There you're going to find all kinds of cool stuff about me personally. I have tutorials there for uh, for bass, guitar, and keyboards, and uh, it's just a wacky good time and, of course, podcast content. Uh, <laughs> 
Go leave a review on iTunes. That helps us. Leave five stars if you like. If not, that's okay. You can leave a comment on any of our social medias. Reach out to us. Uh, I'll read your comments on air if you want that. I don't know. If you don't want me to read your shit on air, you should definitely tell me not to read this on air. Be like, hey, Mike, don't read my shit on air. I'll be like, all right, no problem. I respect boundaries. <laughs> You can email us at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can um, uh, find us on Spotify and all those other places. It, that's it. Let's just get to the conversation, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I traveled to Cleveland, Ohio to talk to Dave Katz of Acoustic Hookah. I was very nervous. My palms were very sweaty, and I had to tell him that. So, uh,. <laughs> Please enjoy this conversation with the man, the legend, Dave Katz of Acoustic Hookah. I, I, would I want to do it? Um, I don't know. I mean, if I knew it was going to work, right? You know what I mean? Right. I, I mean, because you know, and if I could afford it, it's there's a lot of factors. But in an ideal situation, I don't know if I'd want to live forever. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, it's hard to it's hard just hard to imagine. I mean, if sure, if you're healthy, yeah. I mean, if your body's healthy and your mind's healthy, I can't think of a good reason not to want to live forever. Right. I suppose, but there's got to be a downside that I'm not thinking of. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, well, I mean, well, I guess if everybody's living forever, then you don't have to worry about the aspect of like seeing your loved ones go, and you're just like, all right, bye, I'm gonna go live my healthy life. Well, yeah, and that, but that's a little more complicated. That's like right. holding, having clones of yourself in case you die, so you can be back, or and interjecting the memories. I mean, that's that's really yeah. complicated because there'd still be accidents and murder, right, and right, stuff like that. But well, and and then if you think it's like if they didn't have the technology by the time you died you had to go through the process of death just to be like pop back on one day like what right. kind of repercussions comes from that exactly <laughs> i've seen a lot of movies on that kind of stuff right Some like, fucked up shit <laughs> right well i was just thinking of vanilla sky today actually because that's a that's a good one that kind of kind of touches on that but right. it's uh it, it's a it's a freaky thing because it's not outside the realm of possibilities at this point. I no, mean, I mean cloning and stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, they can that's do it. real. You yeah. know, you know, it's there. Yeah. Whether it's you know whether they can, I don't know. If, I don't think they've gotten to the point where they can take your brain mm. and put it in a clone. Yeah, which think. would keep your memories and shit like mm -hmm. that. Like that's a whole different world, right. you know. And I don't think they've ever done a brain transplant. So that's uh, they can send thoughts through the internet. Okay. Well, maybe that's, that's the way they do it. It's all through computers. <laughs> There's an interesting uh, movie called, uh, it's called Surrogate mm. with uh, Bruce Willis, who's not my favorite. Oh. Have you seen that? I have. It's where they can jump high, but like, uh, but that's all in the VR world, right? Is it? Well, it's where everybody lives through a surrogate body. So they basically, right. they're like laying in an apartment with yes. hooked up. Okay. And so like, they're always a perfect, like they can drink and never get drunk. Right. And they can get hurt, but they don't get hurt. Right. You know, did you see that movie? I, I have, but it's been so long. It's an interesting, the concept's right. interesting and right. doesn't seem that far-fetched. No, it doesn't. Like, it, yeah, I'm watching it going, wow, this is the concept of this movie. So not a great movie, but the concept <laughs> right. is like, yeah, this is, this is like, 
like he wasn't about it. He wanted to be mm-hmm. in his body. Right. And his but you know, and his wife was getting older and he was getting older, right, but yeah, he kinda like he was a cop mm-hmm. in the movie. Like right. he's always a cop, right? Yeah, now. and I remember like he could have like yeah, right, yeah, it's Bruce Willis. Right. Uh Yippie Cop or a soldier, one or the other. But. <laughs> no, uh, a really good book kind of on it is called Ready Player One. And um they made a movie. The movie's kinda different, but it kinda touches on the same thing. But it, it's this um it's like um it's like if a company like Google existed that created like a VR internet. And that's sort of like, you know, that Bruce Willis movie or that idea of living this VR life. Right. And, but yeah, the world around you is, is it's like, you know, poverty. Um, actually, the capital, the new state capital, I think, uh, or the new capital of the country, I think, is in Columbus, which yeah, is really? interesting because all the coasts have been swallowed up by the sea. Uh, okay. which, so you know, it's realistic. Realistic, to some, exactly. To some uh, extent. And, and like you live, they call these things the stacks, and it's like trailers stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but people live and die like in these trailers, and people never find their bodies because it's just stacks of trailers of poor people who are barely getting by. But they are, uh, you know, they're they're okay with it because they have this, this VR shit that they can go and be and do anything and, and you know, be anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this little quest that they have to go on, of course, because there has to be a reason for the story to exist. But right. uh, but this is the idea of it. And, and, and I mean, it is frightening that one day we could just be these big gelatinous like blobs yeah. or just, you know, plugged in and, and living yeah, these feeding lives. Feeding tubes and just kind of never move. Oh man, it's weird. It is weird, and, and like, and, and you do see it. You, I mean, you do see it now. Oh, yeah. People who have to like get cut out of their trailers because all they're doing all day is you know watching the internet and yep. talking shit and yep. talking, sending hate mail to <laughs> right to to people. You know, so uh, that's what I imagined is is that is like the people who are like overweight or just you know they're just in their Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Anyways, Dave Katz, yeah. thank you so much for talking to me. I know that kind of kind of veered into something weird there but that's uh, all good i appreciate you inviting me into your beautiful home and we're in your basement right now and there's a little piano over there and yeah. some musical equipment around um so uh i just i like to start kind of from the beginning uh what is is there a lineage of music in your family i know you're talking that your dad you're talking about your dad he was a singer was yeah uh was there any other any other aspects yeah of music in your family? well i mean there's a lot throughout my family but as far as the lineage and mm-hmm. from the early days um my grandfather on my father's side mm-hmm. he he's from russia oh. and uh he he sang uh he, he came from a really it's just interesting real quick he came from a area where like they didn't have birth certificates he didn't know what his birthday was <laughs> um he didn't have a name he didn't know the name of the town he he just came from russia you right. know what i mean <laughs> Um, yeah, he's just, he was Russian, you know, um, but he, uh, he was an opera singer Wow! and, uh, when he came over on the boat in the early 1900s, very early, uh, he sang his way out of the bottom of the boat and sang for the rich people on the top of the boat. Wow. And that's how he kept from being like in the, you know, thrown up with everybody on the bottom of the boat basically. And, uh, so he came and when he got to this country, he was a cantor in a temple. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, it's a uh, the, the 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 prayer leader who sings. Okay. Okay. So okay. I mean, they have something like that in churches. I'm yes, sure. they do. Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, but um, they they have people who sing and yeah, lead the yeah. s- song. Okay. So he he was that. Okay. Um, 
And he always wanted my father to do that, which oh. my father never wanted to do. <laughs> Um, but my father actually, uh, he cut like in high school, he cut like a doo-wop 45, oh, like single, whoa. you know, which I took to show and tell, I think once and broke it or lost it, oh. which is kind of a bummer, but yeah, yeah. that's the kind of kid I was. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anybody was too happy about that, <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, the, the majority of the musical aspect of, of my family comes from my father's side. My mother's side has a very eclectic a bunch of uh, um, actors and actresses, some of which are very famous. Oh, really? Um, and uh, do do you know any of the names? I mean, yeah. Well, uh, one of her cousins is Peggy Lipton, who uh, she was the original actress on the Mod Squad. Okay, I, um, I know of the show. I just yeah, like back in the '60s, I mm-hmm. think it was. She married. Uh, um, yeah, I'm having a you know brain freeze here. Um, she married. Quincy Jones. Wow. So um, I've never met Quincy Jones or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, but Quincy Jones's children are my blood relatives. I've never met them either. Wow. <laughs> Apparently okay. Peggy Lipton was kind of a whack job. And, oh, okay. Uh, he eventually got out of that. Quincy did. Which... Did you know her? Did you ever know her? Was she Peggy Lipton with your? Well, you said there was a cousin of your your mom on your mom's side, right? Right. And so did you know her? Though? No, okay. I never met her. Um, you said it was a cousin then, right? It's cousin of my mother's. Cousin of my mother mom. comes from a, it's a long yeah. story. She comes from a huge family. Her mother had a hundred first cousins. Oh, Jesus. So, I mean, it's a giant, okay, okay. So giant just, family with all kinds of people. One of them is bound to be famous. There's a, there's a few, but okay. um, I mean, they're not like, you know, people in mainstream of what I do mm. or necessarily who you would know, but some, right. some pretty interesting people. Right, right. You know? um, yeah. But the musical side, definitely my father's side. Okay. Okay. Did you see that uh, documentary on Quincy Jones? I think I have seen a couple actually. Oh, okay. uh, the, I mean, I've seen like the most recent one. I, I think so. On I Netflix? don't think I did see that one, but I should. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good because I, I do believe they talk about that for a little bit about there. his wife and his about kids. Peggy. Lip- yeah, because yeah. they go through everything. And um, do you know which kids they are? Is it the Rashida? Is it Rashida yeah. Jones? I think I think that's uh, I think- one of them. Wow, I think that's one of their children. Got that's two daughters. I believe there. Yeah, I believe there's two, uh, two daughters. But she would be. I, I'd have to figure it out how many cousins right. and how many times removed and all that yeah. stuff. But it's it's not a close relative, right? But, hey, baby, but we're Peggy, not close, right? Pe- Peggy and my mother were relatively close, right. relatively relatives, right? 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 <laughs> As a relative, yes. right? Right? Right on. Okay, so that's cool, man. So you got a great foundation of art and music, and, and so was it encouraged in the household when you were growing up? Well, I mean, I, I took piano lessons, mm-hmm. and I was forced to take them at like five years old, so nice. that's how I started. I eventually, I think, uh, liked it to some extent. Yeah. As I recall, I didn't like it at first because it was like classical music, and right. I just couldn't even, I didn't like what I was playing, and that's never a yes. great thing as a kid. No, that's not a great way for a kid to no. learn. No, <laughs> but, I, but I did learn, eventually did they got me a teacher that... Um, you know, he, uh, besides the lessons, he gave me every week. He would give me a song that I I would ask him for a song mm. or tell him a song I'd like to play, right. and he would 
score it out for me and I would learn it. So like, for instance, I could play like Crazy Train on the piano, oh. you know, or something like that. <laughs> like any song I wanted to play. He, so, but that kept me interested. Yes, you know absolutely. I mean? um, it gave me something so I could play for my friends and be like, hey, check out what I can right. do. You I, think know? That's, I think that's a great <laughs> point to point out even is like for anybody who's teaching kids, because I had such a hard time teaching. I, I gave up teaching because my last student cried and I just was like, I can't, I'm not. But but to like keep if you want to keep your students interested, like you have to communicate with them, let them know that, hey, uh, what, what are you interested? Find out what they're into. Yeah, because I mean, not only do you want these kids to grow up and be the best musicians they can. You want that steady income, motherfucker. So, you, can, you know, okay, keep them interested. That's true. And so and it's not about the money. Well, I uh, never mind. Uh, let's not <laughs> even talk about that. Uh, but uh Right on. So, so you started with classical, and then you started playing like crazy. Tra- you know, when I listen to you play, sometimes I hear some some jazz chops. I mean, how mu- did you get into jazz at all? I mean, well, I hear the, a, co- a little thing. I, I, you know, I, I yeah, I'm I'm not by any means a jazz musician. Right. For, let's just put that you out could there. Be I'm that. not. You could. Well, I mean, if I would have studied that, yeah. maybe. But um, the the teacher that. My parents got me after the classical mm-hmm. teacher, the one who gave yeah. me crazy training, so <laughs> stuff, awesome. stuff like that. Um, he was a, a jazz player, and, but he was like, he taught me a lot of theory mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there was a lot of jazz e things right. that were going on there. I was very young, you know, so it's certainly in there. Right. You know, it's right. in my head a little bit. Um, I didn't really get into listening to jazz till much later on. Uh, I enjoy it. I don't necessarily. I mean, I understand it to a point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But and there are things in there I do understand. But there's a lot that I that's right. way above my head. You right. know, musically. But I can fake it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have my moments where it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of jazzy. You know, that that <laughs> yeah. works okay. But you yeah, put me on a stage with a bunch of jazz cats, and I right. wouldn't know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you, man. I feel you. It's like you get to a, like. At a certain point, as a musician, it's like you, because when I was younger, I wanted to be like the like a virtuoso, like on everything I did, and like I mean, I want to be jazz, I want to be fluent in all this stuff. But eventually, you get to a point where I mean, and you can do that. I mean, that is a possibility. Sure. But like, it just depends on how much motivation you got. But like, at a certain point, it's like I feel like you just hit this like. Like I'm happy here type thing, you know what I mean? And like to push forward doesn't even make sense anymore. Like. Like I don't know, because it, 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 because I'm currently I'm going through a growth period right now of playing. So so this is all like kind of relative to what I'm going through right now. But it's uh, it's definitely like um, I definitely have gotten to that point where I've just accepted that uh, I'm never gonna be a jazz player, a great jazz player, and and I, I might never ever be great at any single instrument that I do play. But I know that I'm gonna be. But I know I can do cool things with it so I, I'm, I'm just staying in my lane you know what i mean so if someone's like offering me a gig where i know like that's just I, too much i just i, I can't and, and you know how, like because some people say that uh you know you gotta get yourself in an uncomfortable situation but i i, I don't like being in uncomfortable situations <laughs> where like i know that this is not gonna work out right, and i'm right. just gonna make myself look stupid so right in any case so you had this teacher who uh who's tab not tabbing out jesus christ <laughs> scoring scoring, we'll scoring yeah well you could see where my level of education stops no you know <laughs> like uh but the, terminology it's all there you go you know. um but 
So when did you decide that, you know, like you wanted to sort of pursue like a, a band type thing? Like where were you at? Well, like, I... How old were you? My love at the time was not music at all when oh. I was playing, when, when, when I was a kid. I was 100% into sports. Oh, wow. That was it. All I did was play sports. I mean, I, I practiced the piano because right. I had to, but I played sports <laughs> uh, all the time. Wow. Like any time I could play any sport, I played sports. I played in school. All that stuff. Junior leagues, travel leagues, and stuff like that. Well, back then they didn't really have so oh, many okay. travel leagues. Yeah, yeah, right. Down. I'm kind of old for that. But, right, uh, right but yeah, I mean, I, I played the, you know, whatever leagues I could get right. into, and I played for the school. Uh-huh. And I, I, right up into high school, I was playing, and I was, that was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, what was your main sport that you liked? Well, I, I played, for, for the high school, I played baseball and football. I was too short to play basketball. Oh, okay. I love playing basketball. I, just I don't have right. I don't have that aspect of Physical it. And limitations. I, was, I was at a big school, and, oh, okay. and there were no kids my oh. size that were playing basketball on the team. Where was this? Shaker Heights. Shaker, Shaker Heights High School. Cleveland is that? Yeah, yeah, it's close to here. It's, okay. Uh, it, it, Shaker is the first one of the first. Uh, it, atta- it, it abuts Cleveland. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it's uh, near East Side, okay. Cleveland, basically, and you know, big. Big school, uh, Division One A okay. school. You know, we played all the big schools. Nice. We had at that time we were uh, you know championship hop- hockey team and uh, state champions. You nice. know, stuff like that. So I, I played football there. I played baseball there. Um, my my doctor told me I wasn't going to grow anymore. Oh, this is it. This is what you got. <laughs> <laughs> what you see is what you get, right? So. At that point, you know, football was starting to hurt a little bit. Yeah, you know, I was a running back. Yeah, I was oh, getting, okay. you know, I was getting tackled by guys who were, you know, two fifty plus. Yeah, and, Jesus. Um, you know, I just wasn't growing anymore. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need. At, at that point, I would have said that my goal was to be an athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. it may not have been realistic. Who right. knows? It may have been. I don't know. But right. that was in my head. I was going to go to college. I was going to play college. I was going to go pro. Right. I was going to be rich and famous. Right. That's what I was going to do, right? Yeah. So that was kind of out the window at that point, um, in my mind anyway. Right. So I needed another was that, was avenue. That, was that like a crushing moment for you, that realization? Um, or was it something you're just like, you know, I, I can't say I remember it that clearly. Yeah. I'm sure I was not happy about it. Right. I mean, I'm only 5'6". I was not... <laughs> You know, I was, that was not, I had aspirations right. to be taller than you that. Were you were too know? surprised. Well, I mean, were... my father is six foot tall. You oh, know, okay. he was an athlete, like I was telling you before. Right. Um, my mother's short, so I got, yeah. I got that got from her. her. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't thrilled about it, I'm sure. But right. at the same time, um, you know, whereas I was thinking I was going to go to college and do all this, I did not like school. Yeah. I did, I did well in school. I did not like school. <laughs> um Music. That was the next thing. It's yeah. like, well, you know, if I'm not going to play sports, I'm going to play music. Yeah. So I got into a band. I mean, that's kind of how it went. If I can't play sports, <laughs> I'll play music. There you that, go. <laughs> that's simple. But there's something really, um, there's something really beautiful about someone who knows what they want out of life at a very young age. It's, I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a blessing. Um, well, it turned out to be. I mean, it could have right. been a disaster. Right, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're. If you got the talent and if you have the tenacity, I mean, whether or not you ever become like have a huge fine or rich and famous world known, I feel like you're going to you're going to succeed as a working musician. You know, what I mean, it, unless you fuck that up. Yeah. Which I mean, which some, a lot people, of people do, some people but, never works for. You know, I mean, absolutely. they try and it doesn't. So you still got to. No, I, I understand that. But I'm, I'm saying on a level of 
I'm not talking about like cover Rolling Stones or you know. Even, right. No, I understand. Just, just. You can do something. You, you can, can play. Do and you can make some money. I, I, I live as an artist. I live as a musician, and I, I don't have the highest opinion of my playing. Um, so it, it's whatever. Neither, neither do I. <laughs> right. Not so, your playing. My playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really think you suck, actually. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it's. I don't know. Like, it, I just feel like if I can do it, like, of all the people, like, if you ask any one of my friends when I was growing up, they uh, they'd be surprised. You know, they're surprised that I'm even alive right now. So it's it's. I just feel like if you can like focus enough to just get out there, you can succeed. And whatever success is to you, of course, success to me isn't fucking. Rolling Stones, I guess that is, but oh. um, right, right, that, that is, is success. Su- that is success. <laughs> but I'm saying for me, it's being able to like provide a, a home for my family, provide food for my son, yeah. and 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 we're about to buy a house with art. That's right. amazing. There you go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, that's success. No, that is if you in in any realm of life. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can make a living doing what you love to do, exactly, you are a su- success. Uh, you are a success. Exactly. There's no doubt about it. And I think that there's just too much of a. I think a lot of people would put too much on like what success is, you know. And, and and there's nothing wrong with being driven. Of obviously, you know, like if if that's what you want, aim high as fuck, you know. Yeah. But but I, I do think that there is this pressure that's put on especially for artists you know what i mean and, and that's a big deterrent a deterrent you know and, and when you're coming up uh, and you're learning you're getting your footing and, and you have parents who are like do this i mean it's fine you can do art but go to college for that so you have something to fall back on and it's like or it's just completely discouraged at all yeah, yeah. no i was supposed to be a lawyer Oh, okay. I mean, that's what I was. That, that was, was that it. what your parents wanted? Or? Oh yeah. As so I was growing up, there was probably like signs all around me saying, "You are going to be a lawyer. <laughs> a lawyer. This is your, yeah. this is your destiny." Um, <laughs> you know, my, my father was a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer. I was, you know, I was supposed right. to be a lawyer. Right, right. Um, it, it, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it just. Well, did you did you even try at no. all? No. <laughs> you were no. just like, I know that that's not for me. No, I. I uh, I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. I did go to college. I was registered for classes at college oh, okay. um, for a short time. Where at? Uh, at Cleveland State and Ohio State. Oh, okay. So For a very, very short time. Very short, minuscule Right. I didn't notice I said I was registered. I didn't really... Oh, you didn't even... Show. Well, I kind of did. I mean, you know, it was like... We'll get to that point, Okay, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> so, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, uh, so, the, so, you... Music was it for you, and then and then. So, what was your first venture into music? And, and did you did you take the aspect? Did you keys? Or? Yeah, yeah. I uh, well, I mean, I think I was about. I'm gonna guess I was 13 or so when I wrote my first song. Okay. Uh, on the piano, on the piano, I still remember it to some extent. It was called "Never Too Late for Love." Oh, very sweet. Very sweet. You know, very sweet. Yeah. Um, especially at 13. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're writing about "Never Too Late for Love." Um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the only thing you know about love is like a boner that you get every five minutes. That's <laughs> exactly, and 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 there's a lot of love there. There's a lot of love, baby. <laughs> Lots of love. But uh, I, the first band uh, was a band called Haven, okay. and I, it was a band, you know, a bunch of guys who went to high school where I went to high school, um, and they they had been playing a little bit. They were mostly a year or two older than me. Uh, the drummer was my age. They lost their keyboardist. I fit in. They said, "Do you want to join?" I said, "Sure." Um, and I don't, I don't 
exactly remember how this all happened, but right. this is, you know, my general recollection of right. it. And uh, so I, I started playing with them. I also taught myself how to play guitar in order to play because they, it was kind of, it was mainly a cover band, mm. you know, at, at that time. Right. And, uh, you know, there weren't keyboards in every song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were playing a wide range of covers. I remember we'd do like uh, Human Nature by uh, Michael, Jackson? Michael Jackson. And we did uh, like an In Excess song. And yeah. I was singing, like I sang, still I'd like to do this one day. I may do this. Red Barchetta, <laughs> okay. uh, Rush. Oh, um, hell yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we did, I think, an Eddie Money tune. I mean, there were a lot of songs. Yeah. You know? we, we played like the local ice rink. And, oh, yeah. You know, we did stuff like that. Um, eventually we started doing originals that I was writing a lot of them. And then like these ladies heard about us and they said, Hey, we want to be your manager. It was like, okay. You know, <laughs> now, now this is, we, we were, what we developed into was a glam rock hair band. Wow. Basically. <laughs> um, and at that time, you know, like I said, I mean, I, Music was going to be it, and I wanted to be a rock star. Right. That's that's I wanted to be a rock star. You that shifted. Was, that's like, what I was yeah, going to be. Yeah. I was going to be a rock star. At oh. that time, that was big. You know, um, the big bands were you know Def Leppard and, yeah. and uh, things like that. Right. You know? Right. So um, you know, and I was listening. I've always had a very diverse you know selection of music that I listen to. Um, I've always been into songwriters, singer-songwriters, you know, stuff like that, like uh, Elton John and Billy mm. Joel and uh, Carly Simon and Joni Mitchell and, you know, all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. My parents listened to some pretty cool music, you know. Nice. I'd wake up on Sunday morning and, uh, you know, smell whatever, well, I'd wake up early Sunday afternoon and I'd smell whatever <laughs> my mother was making, you know, and they'd be listening to, like, Blood, Sweat, and Tears oh, or nice. Chicago, which are, like, two of my favorite old horn bands. I Hell love them. Yeah. Um, my mother is still to this day in love with Johnny Mathis, so there was a lot of that. Um, there was a lot. It, there was diversity, mm-hmm. you know, um, but a lot of different stuff. And I, you know, you like what you're used to hearing when you grow up. Yeah. And uh, so there was a lot of it kind of ingrained in me. But I was starting to get into, um, you know, my first concert was Kiss, and uh, my first concert, I should say, without my parents, was Kiss with my friend's parents. Oh. Okay. Who, <laughs> Yeah, um, you know they had a loge at the Coliseum, oh. you know, and and we went and saw Kiss. I was in, I was ten, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and then I saw Boston and Hell. Aerosmith, and I saw all these bands, and it was like, wow, this is like this yeah. is rocking. Like, yes. let's go. Not really keyboard music. <laughs> no, that was you know, very guitar for, driven for the most part. There's <laughs> keyboards in some of it, but right. I had to adapt a little bit. So I taught myself guitar. I think that's where I started this. Yes. Um, and so then Haven, you know, we we were. Uh, we got this management. I don't even really remember where it came from. These two ladies from Cleveland. And uh, we started playing around Cleveland. I was 15. Okay. So we were playing clubs in Cleveland. I wasn't allowed to come out of the dressing room. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> could, I had yeah, to... Yeah, you had to stay in the dressing room or you, and then you, or you had to be on stage. Right. And then you had to leave. Right. That was pretty much the way yeah. it was going. And, you know, kind of a bummer, but, right. you know, that's the way it was. But you were rocking, man. I was rocking. And these were rock and roll clubs, <laughs> right. you know. And... Uh, we had a gig. I'll never remember the name of the place. It was in the flats. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. And um, our singer at the time was the one guy who wasn't from Shaker. He was from right down the street here in Mayfield Heights. Mm-hmm. And uh, his girlfriend was there with a bunch of her friends. And 
we were the headlining band. And again, we were now like 15 to 17 years old. We right. were young, right? right? And the the band that was opening for us were a bunch of, I'm going to say old men. I'm right. sure they weren't old, right. but they seemed They're old. They were 25. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow their girlfriends got into a fight with our girlfriends. Um, and there were guns drawn. Oh. It was kind of crazy. And Whoa. we got blackballed in Cleveland. <laughs> we, we were this band of young kids, and we weren't allowed to play in Cleveland anymore because we were these like you know big troublemakers these, these or troublemakers something. Troublemakers getting guns drawn. But, but as I recall, we kind of found out or we knew that night that they kind of like, the guys in the band were pissed because they were opening up for these young kids yeah. and they kind of like initiated this whole thing yes and not that not to get us blackballed but right. just to cause trouble that night or whatever right, you know, it's, right. it's a rough world the rock and roll world. Yeah, yes so, it is it is relentless <laughs> um so you know we couldn't play around here and i don't remember the exact way that everything came about but our managers moved us to la <laughs> <laughs> they were like you know what? We're just going to go to L.A. We're going to go to Hollywood, and we're going to do this. Um, so we up. I was I was two weeks after I turned 17. I was two weeks into my senior year of high school, and I moved to Hollywood. So did you go? Did you just quit high school, or did you go and I, enroll? I had it out with my parents a little bit, oh, okay. and uh, they weren't real happy about the whole idea. I think my mother was less happy than my... My father was not happy about it, but he's... Uh, calmer person um than my mother and uh i kind of made a deal with you know it was kind of this well you can't go and i was like well i'm going to go and uh, you can't go you know kind of one of those things and so we kind of made a deal that i would finish high school through correspondence courses oh okay um and they wouldn't chase me down and bring me back and make me run away and chase me down and you know this like terrible like whatever you want to call it this circular bullshit that would have happened um, that's interesting that they had the foresight to kind of see that. I mean, was that sort of part of the conversation? Is like, if, oh, yeah. if you bring me back, I'm just going to do it again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. it was any pretty, argument. Right? This is pretty straightforward yeah. conversation yeah, here. Yeah, I wasn't is. hiding anything. It's like right. I'm leaving. Yeah, you bring me back, I'm leaving again. Yeah, okay, this is going to happen. So this they is, saw. Yeah. Um, so you know, I guess uh, calmer heads prevailed at some point, and yes. we decided, well, okay, well, I'll take correspondence courses, which I did through Indiana University. I didn't do the work. I had other people do the work for me, <laughs> but I did graduate and uh, that's the way it w- went down, you know? So I was, I was on basically living on Hollywood Boulevard in the mid eighties, Wow, you know, um, when it was really crazy when out it was there. Ho- when it was um, Hollywood, yeah. Oh, it was Hollywood crazy. Boulevard, yeah. Yep. Sunset was sunset. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy stories. <laughs> we wouldn't have time for all of them, but I got some, I mean, well, crazy I mean, stories like, from out there. Well, I'm sure. I mean, like that, 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 I mean, LA is a fucking just, just, it's just a boilerplate of psychopaths. And it's just yes. fucking, it, it's crazy. It, it like, you can literally feel the vibration. As soon as you cross the line, it's like, it just, it resonates. It just is vibrating. It's like those plate tectonics underneath yeah, and the yeah. fucking fault line. You're just, right, right, right. Sending that energy in every fucking <laughs> psychopath who's running around there. But, uh, that that's interesting. So so what so what were you where were you playing when you were in L.A. Were you playing a lot? What, did, well, you, did they come through on their end? Yeah, at that no, we played. Uh-huh. Um, at that time, you couldn't. It may, it may still be like this. I don't know, but you couldn't play. It wasn't like Ohio is now. Anyways, I don't know what Ohio was like then. I was fifteen, right? Or sixteen, seventeen by then. Right. But uh, 
you couldn't play all the time. You you had to if you played somewhere, you couldn't play for I believe it was thirty days within a certain Those clauses, radius. A lot yeah. of radius clauses. Okay. So you played. Um, we played like you know the Troubadour, mm. uh, the Whiskey a Go Go, the nice. um, Whiskey a Go Go, the Whiskey. Yes. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, there was a place called. Uh, yeah, it's hard to remember all of them. Uh, was the Viper Room then? No, no, no. no. no that wasn't. It, it it came around a little. At, we, I that never was in the nineties, huh? Yeah, that yeah. was that was a little after that, I believe. Um, there there was a place called uh, the Country Club. Uh, so you were actually playing cool venues, like I oh, mean, yeah. venues. Like I'm sure you. Like, I was playing iconic venues. Yes. Uh, but we spent most of our time promoting our next show. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. Didn't, that's what you did. You hung out uh-huh. and you flyered the whole world. Right. And, you know, but we were, you know, we played gigs with very, uh, bands that became very, very famous. Nice. I mean, I, we Any were, names? Uh, uh, Guns N' Roses. Wow. Uh, Poison. So they that's were, the type of band. You guys were straight up just hair. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. just glam. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, was, I wasn't just telling you that. No, no we I were, know, I know. But, like, did. it didn't really register. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't really settle into my head. No, that's, space. that was my world. It was, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, Poison lived in the next building, and they were our best friends. Oh, amazing. So we were, we'd hang out. We'd have, you know, dinner with them and yeah. make pots of chili and drink gin. That's that's you know, fun. And, I mean, that's what we did. Right. Know, it was, um, <laughs> but, it's, but like, how did you, like, did you have to have a job? Like, how were you paying for rent? Like, how did this? That's, that's a tough story. Um, okay. <laughs> there, there, there were, there was some uh, illicit sales okay. going on. Um, <laughs> a lot of our, uh, a lot of our existence depended on groupies. Mm. Um, a lot of food, a lot of drink, drinks, yeah. uh, a lot of drugs, a lot of, sex yeah a lot of everything that makes you happy as a teenage <laughs> right you know male in yeah in the most beautiful in, place in, in, in fucking the country in, yeah i mean <laughs> with the most it, beautiful uh, women in the world yeah i get it, it. it's it, it, the the whole sex drugs and rock and roll thing is that's what it is that's what it is and that's <laughs> what that life was and when you see i think they have something that just came out i haven't seen it something about i think it was motley Crue yes. or something <laughs> um you know they had just gotten out of that they had just become big, oh, but, okay. that, but but from what everybody tells me about that, that's what it was. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's exactly what it was. Right, you know, right. we would go to these crazy parties up in the Hollywood Hills, and like I've told this story to a lot of people who know me. You know, mm. who where you know I can remember. Uh, in fact, I just watched the movie Rocket Man, uh, the Elton John, John? Yeah. movie, and there's a scene. There's a part of it where he plays at the Troubadour uh-huh. and he goes in, and I'm sitting there, you know, watching with my wife, and I'm like, that's. Tr- like that's that's it? that's it you know and and they walk in it's like wow it's it just brought back all these memories like there it is it's full now that was in the 70s and i was in the 80s but it was still like all the groupies and they're just all over everybody right. and and then at the end of the show it's like hey i forget in the movie so and so is having a party and that's what it was like it was like hey let's go one in particular is like let's go to a party at uh kevin dubrow's house he was the lead singer of quiet riot oh nice it's like okay so we headed up there and uh, Ainsley Dunbar is like serving drinks at the bar and he's the original drummer for Jefferson <coughs> Airplane and <coughs> you know and it's like but that's what it was yeah you know, we were nobodies right I mean we were virtual nobodies anyways yeah, you know yeah. what I mean in that scene but that's how it was it's like anybody could go to the parties and right. just hung out and um, you know we played crazy parties like one of the I'll tell you one of the craziest Please. parties we ever uh, played was uh 
there was a it was, let me think okay some friends of ours were in a band called Crystal Gem okay at the, at, they never did anything that I know of yeah and uh, so they called us up and they were like um, hey you know we got hired to play this party they're looking for another band you want to play and we're like yeah sure we'll play you know whatever yeah. this is a private party you yeah. know yeah. and uh, we didn't have to get in our whole like stage get up and all that <laughs> stuff we were just going to show up and didn't jam hairspray, right yeah yeah no we didn't yeah, exactly the eyeliner and all that stuff so. Um, you know, we drive out to wherever it was, somewhere in some hills, somewhere, you know, we go to this house and, you know, I get in there and I'm looking around. It's like, wow, man, these people, they all look like really familiar. It turns out that they were all porn stars. <laughs> now, they weren't making a porn movie right, or anything right, right. there, but that's, they were just hanging out, having a party. Right. And it's like, I'm looking around. It's like, wow, man, I've. Like I've seen all these people naked. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yes. like, I remember specifically sitting on a couch, like watching TV with this guy Jerry Butler. You know, yeah. we we're just sitting next to each other watching a Lakers game. You know, and it's like I'm thinking, wow, man, this is weird. You know, like I've seen you with her yeah. and with both of them. You know, it's like yes. just a really weird yes, kind that- of thing. But no, there's no like. It wasn't no pretenses or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just yeah. they're hanging out like anybody else would hang out. Right, you know? right. And it's totally. like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? It's, yeah, man. In a really weird way. Right. <laughs> that shit is always so bizarre. Hanging oh, yeah. out with celebrities is just like... And, that, and especially that kind of celebrity. Right. Oh, because yeah, it's exactly. Like, you know, there's a little more... You, you almost, yes. You're almost in a weird way feeling a little more intimate. Right. Well, I've, I've seen you come on camera. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's... Right, it's a right. very intimate thing. It is, isn't it? It's like, this is I've kind seen, of odd. I've seen him bust on her face. That's <laughs> right, insane. Right. That is an insane thing that's happening right now. Right. I wonder if my mother is going to hear this. Oh. <laughs> she wouldn't be surprised, but Sorry, I wonder Mrs. if she would. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our mother shouldn't be surprised by now, right? No, no, right? no. I told her a long time ago, you don't want to hear the answer. Don't ask the question. I my mother asked me how to listen to this and I was like I'll never tell you you'll right. never know <laughs> you just keep scrolling on Facebook and watching your little right, videos right, right, you right. don't worry about what's going on in here okay exactly exactly <laughs> you could support you come to my show you support me that way mother <laughs> uh, so okay so it sounds like you were having a, quite a good time well, yeah. how did how did that how did that burst what happened? ended about back here well. Um, when we went out there, we made a video. Oh. Uh, my drummer's is that brother, still in existence? Oh yeah, yeah. You can YouTube it. It's uh, oh it's uh, called "Turn It Up." Turn it up by Haven. Okay. Okay. Um, it our, our our brother our brothers our our drummer's brother. Okay. Uh, was a he was in school at the California Institute of the Arts mm. for videography. Okay. And he was a big fan of like Russell Mulcahy, who. Uh, was very famous in the 80s. He he was a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was a, uh, uh, he, he he did a lot of very, he was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't okay. think of the word. I'm like, he, he was advanced. He was advancing uh, like, like, like uh, you know, MTV videos and stuff at the okay. time. He did all the um, Duran Duran videos. Oh, okay. And he was very famous for those. And he did a lot of other ones, Wait, too. Like the one where they're just sailing around on a yeah, boat? Yeah, like the Rio one. Okay. Like, I live, you know, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Name, her name is Rio, and she dances on the yeah, sand yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. okay, it is, okay. and all that stuff. Um, and uh, his name was, was uh, Louis Schechter, was okay. his name. And he videoed us, did a video of us at the California Institute of the Arts. And... You know, we were there doing this video, but we were like sleeping on a cement floor and 
I mean, yeah. I don't want anybody to get me wrong. Yeah. I had no money there. I was, right. we were dirt poor. We lived up to 10 people in a one bedroom apartment. I mean, this was not like the glamour life <laughs> right. or anything like that. We were struggling musicians in every sense of the word, but having a great time. Right. And, uh, and, you know, at 17 years old or whatever, not really giving a shit either. Of course. It was okay right. at that point in time. Um, the video, we, we were walking down the boulevard one day. We had a magazine called Kerrang! Magazine, which is like a, a rock and roll magazine uh-huh. from Europe. Okay. And we're just flipping through it, looking all the, at all these people that we would like to be, yeah. you know, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the back, they have the charts, uh-huh. right? And the number three video was our video Whoa. in Europe. Our video had hit number three in Europe. <laughs> On something called, or due to something called Music Box, which is like MTV here. Oh, I remember that, and and they did have Music Box here in the states. Did they? I yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it was like Music Box was it just showed videos, right? There was no like yeah. DJs or anything. It was just like well, they did have uh, one was uh, Downtown Julie Brown. She came from she Music was, Box. She came from Music Box. Gotcha. Okay. 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 So well, I mean to be to be fair, I never saw Music right. Box, uh, but. She came from there. Okay. I met her there. Okay, right. Um, whether or not she was actually like a VJ on the TV or the telly, as they would say. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Okay. I have no idea. But uh, it had hit number three, so we moved to London. Oh, of course. <laughs> we up and, <laughs> so we up we and went to London. London. There, there you go. And uh, <laughs> so we were uh, hanging out in London at that point, and we lived uh, in Piccadilly Circus. So that okay. another, we went from the craziest place in the U.S. to oh. the craziest place in England. Okay, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we hung out there and, you know, there you just smoke a lot of hash and chill out and drink a lot of pints and uh, tried to play music. So we played like the marquee there okay. and like some famous places there. Um, we we were, it was interesting. We, we kind of, uh, we got hooked up with a tour. We were going, we were slated to, to play a tour with Nazareth. Mm. Oh, shit. Um, nice. And uh, a band called Girls School. Okay. which was like a all-female rock band from the era. Um, and then the United States bombed Libya oh. and used planes from a base in England. And shit was crazy over there. They were burning the American flag. Everybody knew we were Americans, but we kind of mm-hmm. couldn't like go out of our flat oh, without shit. being maybe in danger a little bit it was kind of crazy time whoa and i uh i don't know if that had anything i don't think that had anything to do with my decision but i i i was i i took some acid one night and i was walking around the city and um i ended up on the roof of the building we lived on in and uh i had an epiphany i was just like you know this isn't really what i want to be doing um musically Mm -hmm. i at that time, like I said, I wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. What I realized is that my real passion was for writing music. And I wasn't writing the kind of music that I really wanted to write. Yeah, I was playing music that was fun and whatever. Right. You know? But the stuff I was putting out, it really wasn't, wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. You know? So I told the band that I was going to leave and uh, that I would do the tour if they wanted to do it. But mm. then I was going to leave afterwards. And they decided not to do the tour, and we came back. The band basically disbanded. The drummer kept it together, and it became New Haven, and they did whatever they did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was out. Yeah. And that's that's how it ended. Oh, okay. Wow. 
And, and you were still 17, or were you already like... I was 18. You were 18, but, but still... <laughs> I was an like, old man at that right, point. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, I think back... At, I was world-weary, let's put it that way. At no, 18. Just, right. right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, well, no. I kind of felt like I was. <laughs> well, but. yeah, because that is, a, that is a lot of stimulation for a, a young developing mind, who, which, which yeah. at 18, your mind isn't even fully developed yet. No, I thought it was, but... Yeah, oh, now, yeah, you I, think I know. you know. <laughs> you think your brain is like... Right, right. All the way there, baby. I mean, I'm all right here. Right. Okay. Uh, that's that's insane because I think back at like when I was eighteen. I, I mean, like Jesus Christ, that 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 just never would have been able to happen for me because I was just such a mess. Like right. Jesus Christ, no one could rely on me. So for for someone, <laughs> nobody could have relied on me either. Don't let's not act like I was some like like responsible person. No, that's like, not what was going you on. You were responsible enough to <laughs> just go to L.A. and then just go to London and have you know have these sort of yeah. I was riding. I was things. riding it. You of know? course, I was just riding along. You of know? course, it's like, hey, but- that's what you should do. Right, but still, there. I don't know if I was making a conscious, like, <laughs> wise decision right. or anything like that. No, I was just like, well, you know, we're bigger over there, so let's Why go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I could have ended up anywhere, I guess. Right, you know, right. if they would have said, hey, you know, you're doing great in, uh, you know, Somalia. I would have been in, like <laughs> hanging right. out in Somalia. Like, hey, all right, in the craziest <laughs> part of Somalia. <laughs> oh my god! So. I mean, it's just—I mean, it just blows me away that I mean, just—I just think of like eighteen-year-olds just making, just in general, making those kind of decisions to walk away from something where, I mean, at that point you don't know where that could have went, and no. you're just like, I'm just not happy with it though, and you're just right. like, fuck it. That's a, that's a huge man. That's a huge decision. So you came back to Cleveland. Or? Yeah, I came back to Cleveland. I. Uh... I, I moved back into my parents' house because, I mean, where else was I going to go? I didn't have any money <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. Um, and, you know, I all my friends basically were at Ohio State. Okay. I mean, that's what it came down to. It was right. like, okay, what are you going to do now? <laughs> um, I did graduate high school, hey. so I guess that was a good thing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get directly into Ohio State because of the timing or whatever, and that's why I was at Cleveland State for like, I don't know, a semester or whatever. Okay. Went down to Ohio State, so I ended up in Columbus. Yeah. I, like I said, I was enrolled in school. <laughs> I didn't really uh, accomplish much. Yeah, and I started getting into other bands. I got a bunch of jobs, you know, and mm. I was working like just working as a musician. No, 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 job. Oh, jobs. job, job. Okay, <laughs> no, okay. because uh, I, I, you know, once I was out of school, mm. it was like, well, you know, now you got to work. I mean, right. I, I, I was lucky enough that as long as I was in school, my parents were going to pay for it. Right. Again, I made a decision. I was like, this is not for me. Right. Um, and they weren't just going to pay for me to like hang out in Columbus. Right. Which, you know, <laughs> so um, jobs. Yeah. So I, I uh, and playing. I, I started a band called Blue Noise uh, with a friend of mine who, uh, who I was living with at the time, who I knew from high school uh, and some other guys. And, uh, you know, I never went anywhere, but it was fun. Yeah. We did some of my originals, a couple of, at least one song from hookah arctic song oh okay came from that i actually co-wrote it with him okay right and uh uh you know and we were playing and i worked like three jobs i mean i was working living by myself i I was living with him beforehand but at that time i moved to my own own. place um i lived with my dog amber and who i wrote a song about (laughs) and uh and uh you know that was it i worked I don't even know when I slept now that I'm thinking about it because I was literally working three jobs wow. and playing in two bands at that time. 
Um, and then eventually I went down to the uh, South Heidelberg one night, and that's when I met John Mullins. Uh-huh. And and so you uh, you got oh that's not true I left oh. out something oh okay. I forgot what I was doing I was blue noise and then I joined local color local color I forgot that's... I almost, how could I forget local color because local color <laughs> was sort of the band that started stewing some of the uh, members of uh, hookah right or is um, I wrong really only me just you yeah, well Ed, well, because Ed, Ed was but he played. In local color, after I didn't know Ed. Though. Okay, okay. So that was after I was out I of o- That's local where color, and Hookah had started, and then yeah. he. Okay. So I didn't know Ed when he joined local color. Right. Or any of that time that he was in local color, I don't. Th- I may have known him. Okay. I mean, because I right. do remember he was hanging out, and I knew him. Right. I didn't know him because he was in local color, and I never played with him in local color. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll say that anyway. I I I'm I, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he admitted uh, he admitted that he has resting bitch face. Did he have RBF then? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> RBF. That's what I'm calling it. Rusty, 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 resting bitch face. Resting bitch face. Resting bitch face. Which he said uh, on the podcast. I'm just curious. Was he just like? Did he always have it? Because like I asked him, I was like, you know, sometimes I look at you on stage, you look like you're angry. He's like, no, I just have resting bitch face. I'm not angry. So I'm just curious if that's something that carried over from youth, or if that's something it's that probably, developed. It's probably something that should be put in me- medical journal. <laughs> RBF. <laughs> the RBF. A wicked case of RBF here. Um, um, honestly, I don't. I'm I, just. My, I'll tell you my 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 earliest memory of. Ed, and I don't know if he said this on the podcast, because I did listen to part of it, but mm-hmm. I didn't listen to the whole thing. All good. Um, uh, no disrespect to him or you, but I just, I, I wanted to hear, you know, the part that I knew about the uh, hookah part. I was just yeah. curious and stuff like that. But anyways, um, maybe I will listen to the whole thing sometime. Oh. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the, my first memory of meeting Ed, and it may not have been the first time I met mm-hmm. him, but was when we were out at, uh, and he may have even told, I don't know, did he bring this up? I'm not sure. He I was at, We were out at what we called the farm when I lived out in Fredericktown, and I think we were playing around like a campfire or something like that, and uh, and, he, and he was like, oh, hey, can you play that song of yours called Loser? Oh. Man. And it was Loner. And, yeah, yeah. And that, so that we used to have a laugh about that, and occasionally it still loser. comes up, and and it's like, well, we've we've said this a hundred times, but it's still kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's what's great about like old friends. I mean, you guys are friends, right? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, w- I would say at this point, yes. We okay. Are good. Good. Well, I mean, he spoke fondly of you. I mean, but anyways, uh, he was faking it. No, well, I'm just kidding. No, I, we're fa- we are friends. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, <laughs> shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh well, fuck it. That was. The- <laughs> Anyways, so so local color. Mm-hmm. That's when you started doing that. That's where the confusion came in because Ed was talking about local color, right? And like that was sort of like a little a right. band, uh, like a precursor. But um, so so you started going to those open jams. Yeah, local local color was playing at the Southburg. Okay, um, that that's where we played, and and it was popular. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we were we weren't a hundred percent a dead cover band at that point. I think it became pretty much all Grateful Dead mm-hmm. when I was playing in it. It was. The Grateful Dead, I'd say fifty percent roughly, and then we also did you know some Santana and some yeah. I don't even remember, but other things. Right. Eventually, I asked them. Uh, I don't know if I asked them, but somehow we worked in some of my originals, um, and we started playing a few. Not not many. I think Lazy River was one, and oh, cool. there's probably some other ones. But uh, that that started happening. So that that was my introduction to the South Heidelberg. So so when did you take the shift of like? 
I mean, because you were writing metal and you weren't happy with do that, but now you're writing, you know, I mean, you were playing in this band. I, I'm only guessing that local color was a little jammy, maybe a little. Oh, yeah. Had the it whole was very thing. jammy. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> what, what changed, what shifted your attention that way? Um, you know, I, I honestly can't tell you. <laughs> I really don't remember. Um, there are, I'm not embarrassed to say a lot of like blank spots in my memory. Hey. Um, <laughs> You know, that's just the way it goes. Youth. But uh, something happened. Uh, but when I, when I joined Local Color, Local Color formed out of, uh, uh, out of uh, Mark Allen and Vern Paltima's, like, duo okay. thing. And then we all formed Local Color. I mean, they, they, they formed it, but yeah. I was an original member of Local Color. Right. Um, I had never heard of the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. At that point in time, uh, I, I, maybe I'd heard of them. Right. I had never heard them. Heard I'd never them. listened yeah, yeah. to them. Um, I was playing full sets of Grateful Dead music I'd never listened to. Wow. Which was kind of cool <laughs> yeah. for me uh, because I didn't ever try to play it like the Dead played it. Right. Um, and I thought that's what kind of made us interesting at the mm. time because there were a lot of Grateful Dead cover bands in Columbus yeah. at that time. That's interesting. Um, there was... Uh, I think one was called. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to think what they were called. There's a bunch of them. Right. Anyways, um, one of them became spawned our first drummer. Okay, uh, Eric, Steve. Steve. Sorry, Steve Fry. That's right. He came from. Uh, uh, I can't, it's it's blowing my mind right now. I'll come up with it eventually. All right. But uh, anyways, so I was I was doing that kind of thing, and it was fun. It was fun to just jam. When I was playing in Haven. We played the same show every night. You know what I mean? We yeah. practiced the show. Yes. And we played that show. And we played it in order and we said the same things in between songs. It oh, was that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I knew. This was cool. <laughs> you know, this was like, hey, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I can play whatever I want. Nobody's going to say, well, you're not supposed to play that there. Right. You know, I'll play anything I fucking want. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I still love that. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I took a liking to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just the Grateful Dead, but right. certainly that had a big part of it because that was the basis of that band. Right. Not a hundred percent, but it was the basis right. of it. Um, so that it just kind of like was a natural thing. The the song I did bring some songs there that were written before I was in the band. Um, I don't know where that came from, hmm. but like I said, I always listened to singer songwriters. Right, right, right. So in my head, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a songwriter. Yeah. More than anything else, I. To this day, I take more pride in my songs than anything else. Mm. Well, more pride. I get more personal satisfaction from the songs. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? I oh, love yeah. the songs. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the playing's fun. The hookahvilles are fun. You know, right. everything's fun and stuff we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. But it's all about songwriting. It's about creating this thing yes. from nothing, yeah. you know, and then having people appreciate it. Yeah, or totally. or it bringing them some joy oh, or yeah. making them think or whatever it happens to do you know right. and that's what I, that's number 1 for me gotcha. um even though I'm not nearly as prolific as I used to be maybe that'll change again but we'll see yeah, <laughs> yeah you you found that you slow down as you oh, got yeah. older yeah yeah what, what did you um did you ever have like a writing schedule was there ever like no. okay so no. w- was it just like I'm just walking down the street and I'm like oh okay here's this and I'm gonna, or I'm yeah, just Yeah it can happen around. anywhere Okay. Anywhere. There's yeah. a million ways it happens. Right, right, well, not right. a million, but a hundred ways it happens. At least a hundred. <laughs> At least a hundred. Okay, okay. So, 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 but, so then you just had a lot of inspiration. Um, yeah, I when was did feeling it, start, it. When did it sort of start slowing down for you? 
The writing? Yeah. Oh. I have no idea. Right um, I I mean, maybe a decade ago. Hmm. I, I mean, I no, no, no. I it's hard for me. I'd have no, to go no, no. back and look. I get it. I get it because you know life is long, even though it's short, but it's yeah. long, and well, there's I lots mean, of things going on. It was on. never. Like, I mean, when I like, as far as like at the height of my, I don't even what would be the word prolificness, <laughs> um, at the height of whatever you would call it. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I might, I don't know what it is. I might have not all hookah songs, but songs all together. I might have a little over a hundred songs, let's mm. say. Um, I've been playing music for 30 some years, right. you know? So it's not like I ever like sat down and wrote 20 songs in a year. Right. It's not like that. You right. know what I mean? It's I, like, I, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I, I can, I wouldn't think that I ever wrote more than six songs in a year. I'm just right guessing. You know what I mean? Right, so it's yeah, not yeah. like I was ever, uh, yeah. Like I sit down, I write all day right. or anything like that. Right. I, I never did that. Yeah. It's the, those guys who like make schedules. Uh, it, it's interesting because I think it's an interesting way to work if you're a songwriter. Like um, the guy from Weezer, he literally, like Mondays are, I write lyrics. Tuesday, I finish songs I started. Wednesday <laughs> is, uh, is nude song day. And then Thursday is it. And he has this scheduled out, and I mean, you know, Weezer has, you know, Weezer's Weezer, whatever, however you feel about them, right. Weezer is still Weezer. Right. It's just always fascinating to me how people approach it. Like some people are oh, very yeah. just, you know, almost like math. You know, this is an equation. And you know what? I'm not regimented about anything. <laughs> I like nothing that. at all. I mean, I just I don't do well with that type of thing. I feel you, man. I feel it. it it, it's interesting. It, it's interesting for me because that's how I was until about well, I think after my son and I stopped drinking. Um, the that I uh, I really had to become regimented and I had to yeah. get in there. Like I I just have to do it now or else things just go haywire. Well, I hear you. I mean, as far as my kids go and stuff, yes. that's a different world. Oh, of course, but as of far course. as my music goes, right? Music regimented and- is like. To me, those don't go together. No, yeah. And, like, you, that's what Haven was, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. that was, you do this, this is the way you right. do it. That's what I got away from. Yes. And, I, and I'm and i glad. Right. And, and you sort of made a world for yourself where you can play when you want to play. You don't have to yeah. just, you're not, you know, if you if Dave Katz just wanted to stay home tonight, he's like, I'm going to just stay home tonight. Well, there are some considerations, you <laughs> of know. Course. Um, of course. Especially back when, like, hookah started and stuff, mm. there were a lot more considerations. But um, it's it's not that easy. But, yeah, like anybody... I would lo- I would want anybody in the band. I mean, that's the way it's set up now. Is like, I mean, if you need some time off, yeah, you got time off. I mean, that's you know, you only live once. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, maybe, but we'll, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we'll get into that. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, let's just get into hookah then, like, because yeah. uh, you, uh, uh, you started meeting Mullins, and mm-hmm. you guys started clicking, obviously, and uh, yeah, yeah, you guys. So, when did you guys decide, like, let's do this and then well i like i said before briefly um you know i started going down to hit he was running a, an open mic mm-hmm. i don't know how i heard of it or whatever i'm i was down at southburg i probably saw that he did it or maybe i i but i walked in one night mm. and he was playing and you know i liked what he was playing he sounded good he had a great voice yeah um you know it brought to mind a lot of different types of voices that i had heard um before and like wow this is pretty cool and i you know it was an open mic i wasn't really experienced at open mics it's never really been my thing yeah um playing solo i mean i've done it 
even to this day. I mean, I do it once in a while. It's just, you know, I could sit down and play a couple songs, but I get bored with myself, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I really do. It's like, eh, you know, I mean, other people say, oh, I could listen to you for hours. It's right. like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but if that's the way you feel, great. You yeah. know, thank you very much. I'm flattered. Right. You know, I don't want, but I, I don't know. I should like it more, but I, Sometimes it's better than other times. I don't know, like anything else. But I, I I can relate to you, man. I, yeah. I really can. It's like, really? You want to hear me play another song? <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you just hear just what my, I just did? Just myself? <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, I started playing my little sets or whatever it mm-hmm. was, a couple songs, and I was going every week. I started to know his songs, and he started to know my songs, and we started playing together and our voices were really at that time especially like magical together i mean it really was it was they blended so well and we didn't have to work at it yeah it just happened and i'm all for that kind of thing you don't have to work for it (laughs) it's like wow man this is this is great you know that's (laughs) this is perfect so um so we started playing each other's songs and somehow i mean we still did solo sets Mm. you know but we learned more and more of each other's songs. And then Steve Fry, again, I don't, I don't remember why or how, but he all of a sudden, I think, one day showed up with a set of congas. Nice. Set him up on stage and started backing us up on congas. Like, yeah. oh, this is cool. We got yeah. a groove now, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so we're playing. So every week there was the three of us. Right. And then next thing you know, like Steve Sweeney yeah. and, and Cliff Starbucks started like showing up. And I don't remember, but I kind of... I don't remember specifically, but I kind of remember them saying, hey, you know, it would be cool if we jam with you. Yeah. Because, you know, they can't just walk in. They need an amp and whatever. They, yeah, let's go, you know, <laughs> yeah, same yeah. thing, you know. And, and next thing you knew, there was like this whole band. <laughs> they were in a band called Supplication at the time, which was one of the uh, um, the dead cover bands. In okay, okay. Oh, and Steve. Now, I see, I knew I'd get it. Steve was in Strangely Enough, another okay. dead cover band. So these are all people coming from dead cover bands, basically. Okay, okay. That's, um, that's fun. Except for John, I don't know if he ever was in one, but he was his own thing. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, we got this five piece band, and every week we're just playing down there and we're like jamming, you know? And and more and more people are coming. It was every Monday, every Monday, there's people coming and more people coming and not a big place, but it's packed all of a sudden. You know, it's like, well, I think we're a band. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's kind of how it happens. Like, I think we're going to be a band, you know? Yeah. Um, we were at a party uh, at, at a house, and the three of us, John, myself, and Steve Fry, were playing at this party. I'm sure they weren't paying us or anything like that, <laughs> but we were playing. And uh, a guy named Harlan Penn was there, and from what he tells me, because I didn't know him at the time, he was you know doing some mushrooms or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, watch, he's like, wow this is pretty cool. And he had a couple thousand dollars or something. He was like, you know, I want to record you. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) So we went into a basement studio, an eight track basement studio and, uh, laid down some tracks and it sounded good. And we, that was under full sales. What it became. Was that digital recording or was that like, do you remember? I'm sorry. I get weird uh, into this kind of thing. I'm not much of a cool. Uh, Keep moving. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, I even interrupt. I don't know what the fuck it was. They recorded. It, we recorded it. Okay? We recorded it. Yeah. Eight tracks, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, you know, and, and at that point, I think I think uh, John and myself, and maybe Steve also, but pr- definitely John and myself, um, decided we had to you know like put it to Cliff and Steve, like, hey, 
like, you going to be in this band or are you going to be in that band? Oh, it was that kind of thing. It's like, yeah. well, if we're going to be a band and we right. have a, it was, a, it wasn't a disc at the time, but, mm-hmm. um, it was a tape yeah. or whatever it was, <laughs> you know? And it was like, we're going to be a band. Are you going to be in a band? And they yeah. decided to join our band. It was like, okay, well, we need a name for the band. Mm. What are we going to call ourselves? You know? And <laughs> the so fun j- part. Right. Fun. Right. And, uh, and that might've actually happened before the recording, but John and I came up with acoustic hookah. Okay. Um, that was a, like a long session of, you know, probably smoking a lot of pot and yeah. drinking whatever the hell we were drinking. And, <laughs> and, uh, acoustic hookah sounded good and it yeah. worked. And I had a brass hookup on my mantle that I brought back from Egypt. And oh, I was nice. like, hookah sounds cool. And, I think at first we were talking about like Appalachian hookah and it was like, well, but that would sound wrong. And, you know, yeah. we had a bunch of things that didn't sound quite right. Brass hookah. Cause it was a brass right. hookah. We didn't have horns. Right. Um, acoustic hookah it worked. Yeah. You know, so that's where we got the name. Um, you know, we started playing, and that was that was kind of it. Is it. I mean, and hookah, like, it does have, like, a like because the hookah chant, you know, I don't know if that's what you guys call it, but it's... Well, I know what you're but, talking about. But you about. know exactly what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it all over the place. Right, the exactly. Right. You're just, okay, you know where you're at. <laughs> right. Um, but the, uh, I mean, that has such a good, it, it just has such a good... Um, it has that cut at the end, you know. Yeah. It just has a great, yeah, it it's works a great, great chanting. There was a lot word. of things that came out of it that yeah. that worked really well. Certainly not so, things that we thought of at the time. Right. I mean, we weren't sitting here saying, "Hey, if people go around going, <laughs> that would be really cool." You know, yeah, I mean, I know. that wasn't in the I know, in I know. our mindset at the time. <laughs> you know, it just turned out that that's a good word for people to yell out. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. And the acoustic, you know, we we decided to spell it phonetically mm. because the the. The word acoustic has nothing to do with electronics right. or electric. It's sound as it is heard. Mm. We went for the real meaning, the real phonetic spelling of it. The schwa worked out great. It became like our symbol. I right. mean, again, that wasn't something we were thinking of. Right. It, but it worked out really well. Right, you know? right. In fact, at, at, uh, we actually had, I remember going into one record store once and we had our own, like, uh, you know, they have the A's, the B's, the C's, yes. and it was a schwa. Oh, it was just I mean, it was like weird. We were the only one there, you know? <laughs> and they put it next to the E's, too, yeah. which was really weird, because I don't know where you would put it. Right. It's not in alphabet- alphabetical order. Anyway. Right. But um, it was only one time. It was really weird. It's like, why are they? But that's nice. Must have been a hookah fan that, <laughs> yeah, uh, that owned it, you know, or whatever. They get their own. <laughs> right. That's, nice. that's actually a very nice experience. Yeah, I, mean, I wish it was going. always like that. We just really <laughs> stand out, but it doesn't work that way. Usually it's just an E. We're under the E's. Yeah, so look looking. for your E's when you're going through those compact discs. Exactly. <laughs> look exactly. For those e's. Uh, do, you, do you guys ever? You guys, do you guys ever want to go back and re-release the compact disc? Do you guys sell those still, or are those just oh, out yeah. of print? No, they're I, well. You know what? I'm not sure if they're all in print. Mm. I'm not sure if under full sale is. Mm-hmm. I think all the rest of them are. Right on. Hey, I believe. Um, so, uh, you guys started doing the doing the jams, and you guys recorded the album, and, and you gave the ultimatum to Sweeney and Cliff, and, and, and so. I mean, when did it start? Like, I mean, obviously, you guys knew you had something when you guys were just sort of effortlessly drawing people in. Right. I mean, like, when did you guys... I mean, like, did it take long? Was it a long grind? I mean, because it doesn't... It just doesn't feel like it was a long grind before you guys no. had, like, a decent following. No, it had I mean, And I came quickly. into you guys well past Mullins. I came right. in, like, 2000, year 2000. Okay. So that's when I came into you. Didn't know much about it. But so... 
I mean, you guys had a whole career, you know, up to that point. Right. So, so it wasn't long until you guys had real traction and people were just coming. No, it, it happened very quickly. Um, was at that, first it was just... Uh, I'm sorry, no. I was going to say, at first it was just playing the... Uh, the hookah playing the uh southberg every week uh-huh. um you know i don't know what the place held maybe 150 people 200 we were doing 600 every week yeah I mean, it's crazy i mean yeah. people out the door in the back they couldn't oh. even hear us <laughs> they just wanted to be there for the experience wow i mean there were a lot of people there who maybe if they were maybe they heard a song on the way to the bathroom you know i mean they yeah. couldn't you couldn't fit them all in front of us <laughs> right. you know and uh and we did we spiraled out. I mean, that was what we did. We, we had Columbus, which we were fortunate to be in the middle of Ohio, uh, a state that has a huge number of college towns mm-hmm. and, and decent-sized cities that aren't college towns. Yeah. And we just kind of you know, spiraled out. I mean, I don't remember where, but I, I, I did come across a couple years ago a, an old schedule. Mm-hmm. It was like we were playing you know, six nights a week, wow. all in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, probably basically selling out every venue. Now, they weren't huge venues. Right. But everywhere we went, everywhere we went, it was packed. Right. All the time. And we could play as much as we wanted to do that. (laughs) It was just a spiral. We never reached too far. Mm. You know what I mean? And then we we started playing the surrounding states. And we didn't just like say, hey, we're big in Columbus, so let's play California. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Like that wasn't what we did. I mean... Bands can do that if they get signed or whatever. Right. Some bands do that, and I would say mistakenly, mm. because nobody knows you in California. Right. It's like starting over. Exactly. But when you play this town, the people in the next town have heard of you. Mm. Play this state, the people in the next state. state have heard of you. Yes. You just go. It's like, well, who's heard of you? Yeah. Like, why would you even expect a big crowd? Mm. I mean, unless you have, you know, it's different if you're signed and you have a bunch of, of money and promotion behind you. Right. That wasn't our case, you know, right. so... We just spiraled out. I mean, it was a very natural thing. We had no plan. There was never any plan. Yeah. I mean, we had managers and a few of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, they came and went and uh, of course. and stuff like that. Lots but, of big uh, promises and no deliveries. Well, I don't know if they ever gave promises. It was just kind of like we need a, somebody to like just handle it. Like, right. Out. We need yeah. Somebody I to guess book you, us and yeah. whatever. So I had very different. Uh, I guess I've had very different uh, experiences with managers. I guess. So. Yeah. I mean, I, these were all friends of ours. Yeah. Exactly. Friends yeah. Of ours. It wasn't yeah, like, it was like some, oh yeah, I'll call the the fucking place right, and make right. sure they got what you did. Yeah. Right. And 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 we did. Did actually, we brought in a friend, uh, Neil Mandel, and he became our booking agent. Oh, okay. Um, independent. I mean, he wasn't an agency or anything. Mm. He did a great job for us. I mean, he really, he started, once we started really moving out of the area, mm. or out of the region, he was able to, uh, you know, get us into places when we wanted to get to wherever, Colorado or California or Montana, mm. and when we started really getting out, and right. he was able to fill all those gaps in between, too, at, you nice. know... Little towns, and by that I don't mean, you know, to lessen the importance of them, no, but no. just you got to find places to play. Exactly. You know. No, no, I I love little towns like like fucking, what is it like Modesto, California, which is Central Modesto. Valley, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But but they're fucking cool ass people, sure. and they're there to see music, and because all they can do is smell shit and you know cesspools <laughs> of shit in the sweltering desert. So right. I mean, you don't want to let people know there's bad places in California. <laughs> Shh. Right? You don't want to do that. Oh my God. Some of the holes. Uh, Fresno. I'm sorry, Fresno. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, what's the one that went bankrupt? That one was fucking. Jeez. Never mind. This is not, let's not talk about my experiences here. Anyway, 
So, so you guys saw a lot of success. Now, um, how long did it take before you guys, uh, as a band, and you had this following? When did you guys decide to like start doing the Hookavilles? And I, I Hookaville. I mean, I know some of the yeah, story, yeah. but let's hear it from Dan <laughs> right, Katz. The, the, uh, <laughs> the band started in '91. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Hookaville started in '94. Okay, so it was um, so it was a few years. So and, and by that time, you guys were spiraling out. And, yeah, we were and we were playing. Had around. a good. I mean, I can't remember everything of and course. when it happened or anything, yeah. but we were definitely traveling some. Mm-hmm. Probably not a huge amount. I think a lot of that happened after Hookaville started. Mm-hmm. So it's probably still relatively regional. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess. I, I'd have to look on like Dubba.com. <laughs> okay. Check out Dubba.com. There you go. They got all our stats and all that stuff. Um, Is that just a fan ran site? Or? Well, Dubba was a very important part of the beginning of us. He his efforts really were very instrumental in getting the word out on us because oh. what he did is he taped every show of ours, and by the end of the show, he was. I'm sorry, the next show, he was selling tapes of the previous show, oh, live wow. tapes. And it was, they were basically sold at cost, whatever. Ta- I mean, we're talking tapes here. Right, right, right. cheap. Yeah. And people were trading them yeah. all over, and they eventually got all over the country. Right. So when we went somewhere, we had a, our, our reputation preceded us everywhere we went. That is And that so was cool. mostly due to him. Wow, and see, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much. It's interesting. It's interesting how a band can just create, have this lore about them. You know what I mean? And how yeah. much of it's true, and how and much Dub, of it's... Double was a big, big part of it. And That's I don't know if he'd like this, but his name's Greg Fron. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, a lot of people know Greg. Good guy. And, and, and he uh, he just took this initiative on his own, or I mean, like was well, I mean, a, it was in conjunction with us, but mm-hmm. it, it was definitely you know, hey, what if I do this? And, and hey, yeah, you should do is that. that out of a, <laughs> is that like out of the playbook of like how the dead operated? I'm not sure if that's because I, I know that they, there was a, lot, a lot of tape of taping. trading. Yes, yeah, I don't know. If, and tape trading, I know that helped, right? But, but I'm, I'm I'm not. I was just curious if I'm sure that it was. Uh, that that what the dead did certainly uh, you know spilled over into what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like, hey, let's do what the dead. Yeah, did. no, no. But, but I'm the just... fact that he was selling them at the next show, mm-hmm. yes. Like literally, you walk through the door and there was Dubba at, at our merch table, yeah. or our merch table had him or whatever it was selling them. Be like, here's the last show, and just getting rid of as many tapes as possible and you know what's interesting now is like all these jam bands they do that now after like you go buy the show right afterwards right. on a flash drive or something right right that's really interesting and that's like that's that like crazy forward thinking that like oh this is you know this is a good idea let's try you don't know what you're doing but right all along it's like that's the basis of how yeah, there you was guys a lot are... of that that we did i mean that's what hookahville turned into all these giant right. festivals i oh, mean it was definitely a precursor yeah to a lot of them so so um, so then what, what was like you guys just like let's just throw a big party like... basically I, I i i mean i've told this story a million times I'm sure, i'll tell I'm it sure. here um I, I lived out in the woods in, in fredericktown ohio mm-hmm. with a friend of mine and uh he was the manager of the band, Jeff Spencer, okay. um, at the time. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, you know, we should play outside. I mean, we'd never done that. Like, let's just play out in the woods. We have the woods. Yeah. So let's play here. Right. And the what we wanted to get out of it is we, need a, we needed a pump for our well. Mm-hmm. So we had water. <laughs> that's, what, that's all we wanted out of it. See if we can make enough money to buy this pump, right, man. Right. We can I mean, the water. band was going to get paid, but that's what we were going to get paid as owners of the land. Right, we just right. wanted the pump. That said, well, I wanted to have... <laughs> Running water in the in the cabin. I just want running water. That's it. That's it. So uh, 
So we did. I mean, we just kind of put out the word. We didn't do an awful lot of advertising or anything. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't any Facebook or anything yeah, no like internet. that then. No None internet. of that stuff. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like 800 people came, something wow. like that, which is a lot for That's, being in the middle of nowhere. And, yes. Absolutely. You know, and they showed up and had a great time. And Ed McGee opened. Okay. He was the opener. And that yeah. was, I'm guessing, the first time that he played with us. I uh-huh. don't know for a fact, but I'm kind of guessing it really? was. Don't know how it came about. <laughs> I know he. Well, I know he was friends with, you know, he with people we knew and probably people in the band. I just right. can't. Uh, right. That's what he's saying. He's like, we were all <coughs> friends with the same people, but we just never really. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I And somehow he opened and I think that was it. I don't think there were any other bands playing. We we pulled in a uh, flatbed and that was the stage. <laughs> That's a great stage. Yeah. And uh, played in the woods and had some friends bring out these giant spreads of grills and cook up food. And it's a great time. We said, hey. You know, that was on Memorial Day weekend. We said, hey, let's do it again on Labor Day weekend. Oh, nice. And we did only, we found a venue. Okay. Songbird Center. Right. We went there. It was bigger. Wow. Um, I don't remember how many people, over a thousand, <laughs> right. whatever. Um, so we were like, hey, this is cool. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, it was that simple. It was no right. grand this plan again. This is working. <laughs> yeah. It was like, people like it. Yeah. Um, you know, people are coming. It spreads the word. We can make a little money. The whole bit. Um and there wasn't a lot of festivals either, like no. that. Not like that. Like Bonnaroo wasn't a thing, and like no, no, and and, no. and and like Hookaville wasn't even like Hookaville. Like then, you, this was just you know you guys are just partying, having a good time. Yeah, trying to it. buy a, get running water in the fucking farm, man. That's it. Um, so it, it, it's sort of interesting because what Hookaville developed into. I mean, like it just seems like uh, I don't know if this is true, but like. It just seemed like you guys were at the like at the at the at the precipice of of, of a wave that sort of spread out from, from. I don't know if it spread from you guys or not. I, you know, ideas can travel and they can happen at the same time across the world. I'm just saying, like you guys, I feel like we're one of the first ones to sort of put these in action and and. And, and it was successfully grown out. I mean, like, I remember reading about it in High Times and shit. So it's oh, yeah. like... Uh, There's a picture of me holding a Jack Harrow bud. <laughs> there you go. So it's <laughs> like, it's um, it, it's really interesting to just, to, to I don't know. I, I don't even know what's so interesting about it. But it's just the, that you guys sort of had this idea that sort of flourished. And, like, mm-hmm. now that's the thing. I I my I have friends and bands who are like we're waiting for the festival season so we can fucking make our money you know what I mean so and now it's like that's like one of the bigger ways to oh, yeah. you know, get your music out there. Um, I'll tell you I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll comment heavily on that. Please but remember how you were feeling when you got here? Yes, that's how I'm feeling right now. Oh yeah, why? Can, I, can we take a minute? Sure. I just gotta take a leak. Oh please! Oh okay yeah yeah. <laughs> Let me just pause it. <laughs> Um, so we're back. Yes, sir. Okay. We're back. Um, so you were talking about uh, Hookaville and how it in other festivals in the season, right? Um, right. What? Well, what it kind of spawned on, um, yeah. and, and what? What? Well, I mean, like you know, I, whether or not you know people are taking a play out of the hookah book, I don't know. You know, I but, think a lot did. Okay, good. Um, at the time, I believe Leftover Salmon was doing uh, their own show, mm-hmm. um, but there weren't any other bands. That I know of that were that had their own show right, at the time, right. that, that had their own festival. Right. Um, there were a couple festivals around, but there was nothing really on this side of the country. Right. Right. At the time, I think uh, there were a couple out west. I forget which ones. Mm. But um, yeah, definitely there were people who worked for us that eventually started some pretty big festivals. Oh. 
mm. not worked for the band, but worked for Hookahville. Right. right. Um, a lot of it did. Okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that <laughs> that no festivals would have ever occurred <laughs> had we not done Hookahville. Right. But I think it did put a bug in people's heads. Yes. I, I definitely think it did, and and I, I'll be honest. I hope that um, someday people will look back and say, you know what, that was kind of the beginning of something. Yeah. Um, it was early. You know, we could we could get any band back then yeah. because they didn't charge as much. Mm. Eventually these big festivals came around and really raised the right. prices of bands. But we would get bands, you know, and when we, it was kind of the same, we used to call them dinosaurs. You know, <laughs> we would get a lot of bands that were up and coming and on the same level as us, but we'd always get one or two. And by dinosaurs, I'm not trying to put them down. <laughs> of course. They'd just been around for a while, you right. know, and, and pe- people would come and say, wow, like you can get, Bruce Hornsby to play your festival? Mm. It's like, yeah, well, why not? Yeah, it just not takes that he money. was old. He no. wasn't old at all. But uh, you know, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, one of my favorite memories too. Like one was having the Neville Brothers was amazing. Yeah. When we had War, War, that was one of the best like afternoon sets I've ever been to at any show ever. I mean, I love just being there yeah. to see the other bands, you know, yeah. that we were getting. And by today's standards, they were cheap. Yeah. Now today it's like right. off the hook insane when you have to pay these bands. But then of course, and why you probably came was because we got Rat Dog. Um, and I'm not sure if that's the case, but you that, said 2000. Let's see, 2000 was yeah. So Rat Dog and mm-hmm. well, so I mean the way I came into you because because honestly like. I was not jam at all. Like my jam was fucking like Weather Report, oh, yeah. Miles Davis, Bitches Brew, and on fucking you know like just fusion jazz and funk. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. anything else was like fuck you. You ain't doing shit. There ain't nothing. You know what I mean? And like I had my one friend who uh, who you know who was like really into the dead and loved you guys. And he was I played with them. And he was like, you should just give him a chance, man. So the actual first time I've ever seen you guys was actually at this weird little place down in maybe Hocking Hills, uh, maybe Smoke Rise Ranch. Yeah. Maybe. Yes, it is. I okay. mean, there is a place there. Okay. And, 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 <laughs> Called Smoke Rise Ranch. Right. Okay. And, and I'm pretty sure. So that was the first time. And then like, you know, because he's played his music for me before and I was not I was just like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm good, I'm good. I didn't like the dead and I didn't even know what fish was. So at that moment. Right. And then you go to a show, and you've heard this a million times. Um, it's the feeling of the show. Yes. You walk into the show, and fucking, it's just like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, it's just you guys, and it's, you know. You right. knew. <laughs> I've so, heard. Yeah, you've heard plenty. <laughs> so, you know, and then it's like, oh, shit, like. Because at that point, I thought I heard everything you could do with music and then what you could do with, like, a live... Get the fuck out of here. Um, what you can do with a live, um, you know, audience. But, like, fuck, dude. It just... It blew my fucking head off. So so that's when I kind of came into you and I, I even got... Because of you guys, that's why I started listening to The Dead and right. Fish and then Mo and then, you know, the right, whole right, fucking right. gambit. But, so... um. You know, there there was a transition point to Ed, and um, you know, I, I everybody into Ed out of it <laughs> exactly. There's job. a lot of transitions, right. so um, I, I do want to talk about the first transition out with Mullins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors, and you know, you can 
you don't have to go into any kind of lurid details that you don't feel like talking about. But yeah. you know, what was the situation like that sort of called for a change? Uh, I mean, I've always told people. I mean, the, the thing, not just with with that specific you know time, but things are what they are, mm-hmm. right? And um, you do what you do, and there's hard when, when you're in a band. It's a relationship with all the people in the band. And relationships are difficult with anybody at any time, right? Um, they take a lot of work. Uh, sometimes they just click. And sometimes what did click doesn't click anymore, right? Um, people change in a lot of different ways. Uh, with John in particular, at that time, which I think was like 95, 96, something like that. Um, that would be 1995, 96 yes. for the really young <laughs> listeners here. Um, <laughs> uh you know, John had got to the point where uh, his his drinking was a real problem. I mean, flat out, that's mm. just the way it was. And, and that's nothing new for people to hear. Right. Um, he was getting to the point where he he had been at the point where he was just having trouble on, on specific nights, some nights, performing well. Mm. Uh, I and anybody else in the band and have always felt and would always feel, you do whatever the hell you want to do. But you got to be able to carry your weight, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing, when you're with the band, when you're not with the band, you can do whatever you want to do. Right, right. Nobody cares, you know, right. but even when, when you're with the band, you do whatever you want to do, but you got to be able to carry your weight on stage. It wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was never at a point where like we didn't like John, where we hated John. There was, there was nothing like that. Um, we wanted to help John. Uh, we, we offered to help him out in a lot of different ways and, it wasn't something he wanted to do. Uh, we still put up with it for a long time. And, we, you know, I don't want to make this sound like it was different than it was. We had some great times even at that point. Um, there, were, there were fun times and great times. It's hard. You know, when you look back on relationships, a lot of times you, it's easier to remember the bad things than the good things. That's just, I don't know, human nature, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but when you think about it, there were a lot of good times and there was a lot of good music. And there were some phenomenal shows, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But it did get to the point where there were some uh, threats of and sometimes actual violence that, that got into it. And there were some things that happened between band members and it wasn't cool anymore. Um, and we got to the point where it was like, look, hookah is not going to exist anymore. Acoustic hookah will be gone if we keep up doing it this way. And... We had to get rid of them. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I, you know, it sucks to say it, and, and some people don't want to hear that, probably who will hear this, but that's what happened, you know. And, and, and it's not like anybody sits back and says, you know, I don't look back and say, you know, fuck you, John, or, <laughs> or I hate John, or I yeah. hate him. For Things happen, you mm-hmm. know, and people go and do what they got to do for various reasons. John had his demons like we all do, mm-hmm. you know, and he dealt with them the way he dealt with them. And that was his choice. And, uh, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? uh, you guys remained friends throughout the rest of his life. There, there was a, you know, there, there was a time right after that where, you know, I didn't talk to him or see him. You mean me in particular, yeah, yes, the band, um, you. I didn't see him for a while, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I can't tell you for how long. Uh, maybe I'd see him in passing here and there. There were probably some moments that were good and some that were bad. You know, I mean, yeah. 
you know, he, he started his band, John Mullen's band. Mm-hmm. They did their thing. I didn't, I don't think I ever went to see him play. I mean, I was, I was traveling yeah, all the time working. and I didn't live in Columbus mm-hmm. where he lived. Um, so I didn't really run into him. I, I do remember his mother passed away and I went to his funeral, her funeral. Um, you know, I felt I wanted to do that for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'd even seen him for a while at that time. I don't remember what year it was or anything like that. Um, so again, it was, it was never like, I hate John Mullins. Right. You know, it wasn't like I want to do anything bad to John Mullins. Right. It was all about acoustic hookah. Right. That's it. It was, it was something that had to be done or everything that's happened since then would right. not have happened. Yeah. And, that, that's and, all. I and mean, here you are with your dreams of being in a rock and roll band. Like, I'm not letting that stop this. Right. Well, you, yeah, you can't, you got to do what's right for your situation. Mm. And I, I mean, throughout my life and, you know, if you talk to a bunch of people, they would tell you I'm, I'm a extremely loyal person. Not loyal in a sense that like a dog loyal, right, right. but loyal in a sense that, you know, if I work with you on whatever level, I'm going to do everything I can to continue to work with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To a fault. Right. And a lot of times, I mean, there's a lot of times I've done things that turned out not to be the right thing professionally or for the financially or whatever, mm-hmm. because I feel that way. Yeah. Um, but that's where my heart is, yeah. you know, but at that point in time, there had to be a move made or it was all going to just self-destruct. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. I, so. I mean, like you, you can't be mad. Well, you, there are people, I'm sure plenty of people were mad about that who were <coughs> mad oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. There were some <laughs> mad people. <laughs> um, but, but like, it's just like you, but you, it's like, you can't really say that to, you know, thousands of people. It's like, Hey, you know, Explain what you explained to me, and then have them accept that. Well, you you know, kind of like don't want to. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like I mean, this is different. Like I can I can talk it out here. Yeah. Um, I've always told people, yeah, if you want to talk to me in private, I'll talk. I mean, I'm not ashamed of anything mm-hmm. I or we as a band ever did. Yeah, not. And yeah. I'm a big believer that you know, in life, you should do things and be proud of what you do, and be willing to deal with the consequences of what you do. I mean, that's the way it is, you know? Um, If you can't deal with that, you shouldn't do it. Right. Um, And, I mean, people do make mistakes. Of course. too, but then you have to deal with that and admit you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. That, at that time, was not a mistake. It just wasn't. I don't think... I I mean, like, I mean, you know, history proves that. Well, even, but, 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 uh, you know, regardless of what happened afterwards with that and all that, Mm -hmm. it just, it, it had to be done at that time. That was the time it had to be done it wasn't done. Nobody was happy about it. Right. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't like we partied afterwards. Right. It's and said, like, hey, hey he's gone. No, that's not what happened. You know, yeah, it, it was, was a sad a, time. Yeah. It was a difficult time. I'm sure that transition. You know? So, I mean, fuck, dude, because, I mean, it takes years for bands <clears throat> to like lock in and really be like, uh, like you know, and, and so to get to a certain point and then have to sort of, I mean, anybody that's played in bands before knows that like you change any one person in that band, the whole dynamic changes. Absolutely. And so... I mean, fuck, man, to have to sort of reinvent that. I mean, you guys have done that several times. Um, you know, like, that that's a huge challenge. And so what was the reception? I know I asked Ed what was the reception, but what was your perception of the reception of the change? Of bringing in Ed? Yeah. Um, you know, it was varied. Mm-hmm. There, there were, I, I shouldn't even say that. It, it was, there were people who were upset that John was gone. Mm-hmm. Those people just stopped coming to see us. For the most part, mm-hmm. there were some that still did. I shouldn't say not all of them. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like 
I'm sure there were people who only saw us because they liked John's songs. They didn't like my songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that that was the case. Right. You know. But a lot of them still liked, say, Sweeney's playing. You know, that's a big draw. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. So, you know, he's kind of good. He kind of. Kind he's, of all right. he's all right. He's all right. So um, there were some people who stopped coming. There were some that still came. And, uh, you know, and they would heckle wow. us and oh, heckle yeah, that's right. Ed that's right. um, at times. Uh, he said that. You play through it. You yeah. know, I mean, what can you do? It's, it's again, we were solid in what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, you felt okay about it. Not good in a sense, again, that we were happy about it, right. but good that it was the right move at the time um we were lucky that ed was there to step in you know um it was it it was a mixture of that he was friends um already Mm -hmm. we we knew him personally not necessarily well i didn't know him well Mm -hmm. um but we knew of him we had heard his music his songs um we felt that his songs could mesh well with our songs that we were playing, or at that time when it was basically my songs. Um, he was a good guitar player. He sang well. Mm. It was like, it, it was a mixture of, it was a good pick and convenience. Right. There's no doubt about it. Um, we could have had, you know, we could have auditioned for months, right, gone right. through all these people. And <laughs> I mean, we could have done that. And, and, you know, that's what most bands probably do, I would guess. Right. We didn't do that. We've never done that. It's always kind of been, let's pop somebody in, let's go. <laughs> yes. Let's go, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it worked really well. I mean, there was, you know, it, it, it I'm not going to say it was seamless because mm-hmm. it wasn't seamless right. because there were people who were pissed off. But you're not going to lose a major songwriter in a song yeah. or in a band and, and have a seamless transition. Right. That's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. So I would say that it was as seamless as we could have hoped it yeah. would have been. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we didn't, we've never put a lot of forethought in much of anything we've done. I mean, just being honest here, you know, this, it's all kind of just like, yeah. let's go with it. You're just going with the What's momentum next? of the, yeah. of the, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Ed, boom, there he was. And he was in the band. <laughs> We're there on we our go. way. Yeah. yeah. We did a series of shows as a foursome. Okay. Also in there where it was all my songs, which was kind of, Rough, because again, I mean, I get tired of myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you for know, sure. Yeah. it's like we were never that. We were never a one songwriter band, right? And that was it. It worked, but it it couldn't have lasted long, right? I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it worked out. It's acoustic hookah. It's, it's <laughs> not, you know, Dave Katz and three other guys. Right, right. You know, it's like it's it's everybody. Yeah. It's always going to be everybody. So with Ed, when Ed came in, you guys. Uh, I mean, you you guys only seem to have gotten bigger, and you know, I I asked that I was like, do you, do you feel like that some of that's attributed to your presence? Um, so I'm going to ask you the same question. And he said a very, it was a very nice way of saying it. It was uh, he, he said it in a very nice, uh, damn well better. Way. I'm going <laughs> to see him soon. <laughs> <laughs> but what 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 is your opinion on that? Yeah, on that I thought? mean. Like I said, it was a it was a good transition. Mm-hmm. Um, we were definitely riding a wave. Yes. there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Um, we we were going. Hookahville was going. Yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah. Okay, when Mullins left, was it was it was it? Yeah, we were in our second or third year of Hookahvilles, was... something like that. So you multiply that by two. That's where we were. Yeah, right. So six in. Um, 
they were getting bigger and bigger every year. Right. I don't know where they were at that point. Right. I'm going to guess we were doing 4,000 people, mm-hmm. 5,000 people at Hookahville. I mean, and, and you have to realize when we were playing Hookahville, when we were doing Hookahvilles, not all of the people were coming because they were acoustic hookah fans. Right. So we were putting ourselves as headliners of a festival in front of a lot of new people every time. Yes. Okay. You play in front of a lot of people. Some people might not like you, but a lot of people are going to like you. Absolutely. So we had this going. Okay. That's, that's genius. I'm not, I'm not going to. It, it, well, it's not something. Again, it's not right, something you didn't we think planned. It too, yeah. It's just that's what was happening. Right. <laughs> yes. So. And I, you know, I'm not taking anything away for Ed from yes. Ed at all. Good. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say we could have plugged anybody in and mm-hmm. it would have done that. That's not right. the case at all. But Hookahville was a was a a, a force mm-hmm. that was going to build acoustic hookah to some extent, no matter what. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you put in Ed. Ed had some great songs. There was good chemistry on stage, especially. Um, he had a good uh, stage presence. He had energy on stage. People liked it. Um, John did too, but it was a different energy. Mm. Um, we made it was him grow his fucking hair because he had that crazy short hair shit going on. <laughs> so at least he had to look like he was in a band, <laughs> but which he did, mm. and uh, it all worked. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna say? I mean, yes, absolutely. Everybody, everybody in the band had a part in the band growing. Yes. There's no way I'm going to sit here and say, well, yeah. you know, any one person had nothing to do with yeah. it. Of course, everybody did, and Ed did too. You know, yeah. his songs, especially certain songs, became very popular. Mm-hmm. He, in my eyes, you know, he came to the band with a limited amount of songs, uh, at least that we were playing, and he grew exponentially as a songwriter during his time in the band. Mm-hmm. Um it, I can only I can't explain what I mean by that. Besides, as a songwriter, I could see him growing. He flourished. You yeah, know, I mean he he, he spread his wings mm-hmm. as a as a songwriter. Especially when you have uh, I mean when you have a fucking stacked ass band of like badasses, and you get to like here let's make something out of this. I mean like it has to do something. You know, like that yeah. has to. I mean, fucking I, I would hope it had that. something to do with us. <laughs> you know, but but you know he whatever the case was. You know, and he as he wrote more songs and more of them became popular and the band became more popular mm-hmm. and everything was going well. You yes. know, I mean there was there was really nothing certainly outwardly that was bad. Yeah. You know, um, it was it was going well. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think. Uh, so yeah, the answer to your question is yes. He yes. certainly had a, a part in the band getting bigger. Yeah, um, I think it was a combination of everybody in the band, Ed, and Hookahville. Right. It, with and and not taking away from anybody in the band, Hookahville was the driving thing. Yeah. What grew us the most in my eyes was mm-hmm. Hookahville. Yeah. We had to perform at Hookahville. <laughs> we had to do a good job. We yeah. had to give people something to like. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we were bringing in these huge acts playing last after them as a headliner I love that which so which is that was our thing you yeah. know and we're like you know whatever anybody wanted to do is like no we're playing last yeah we are closing the night every night and we're gonna okay. play three four hours whatever we're gonna do yeah we're gonna be on the big stage and the big lights and we're yeah. gonna look as good as we can 
that was the biggest fact, I think. Yeah. You know, and I don't want, you know, not taking away from Ed, not taking away from myself, my yeah. writing, not taking away from Sweeney, yeah. not taking away from, uh, you know, Eric's drumming, not taking away from anything. Right. There was a momentum in that, that festival was huge. Yeah. It was just huge. Yeah, totally. You man. know, now I'm not, I don't know if we would have ever been that big without the festival. Maybe, mm. maybe not. Right. And that's, that's right. speculation. And that's the whole thing know. about that question. I, even, you know, like when I was prepping for this, like that question popped in my head and I was like, that's a fucking stupid ass hypothetical. Like who gives a fuck? Like how could you ever know that? You can't. So, so like you can't. while you're explaining this whole thing, which I appreciate, thank you very much. I was mm. like, you said you weren't going to say this question because how can you know? You, you can't, can't know. fucking you know. You can't know. I mean, my know. guess would be no. I mean, the odds are that we would have been doing what every other band does and the percentage, the, pro- uh, the probability of growing at that rate without putting yourself in front of that many people mm-hmm. is small. Yeah. It's still small even with, with, with that many people, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's bigger. It's yeah. a better probability because there's more people. Yeah. How were we going to get in front of that many people without having Hookaville? Right. Right. How? You, you made your own fucking... That's what I love about... That's you know? what I love about this fucking band is that you guys have completely carved your own fucking path the whole way. That's true. And then, so, you know, like, at so during these times, I mean, you had to have seen, like, contemporaries getting, like... Uh, record deal like I remember OAR I remember seeing OAR opening for you guys mm-hmm. in, in somewhere you know some fucking place right I just remember the acoustics I think it was in terrible. Delaware wasn't it probably it yeah, was like ins- a college or something yeah it was the fucking the <laughs> acoustics in there were garbage yeah. it was just like every time fucking eric would hit a snare you'd hear like 10 of them bounce back <laughs> at you I said, but but you know like it was a great show and everybody had fun but um I mean like what were I mean, were you okay with that? I mean, because like, I mean, were you guys approached by record company? I mean, because you guys generated this huge independent. I don't think thing. we ever were. Um, I mean, were you? Were you? Ever, I don't know if we would have gone that way anyway. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, like, was was that something you guys were even interested in? I learned my lesson about record companies when I was in Haven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back. I mean, that's we we dealt with record companies and stuff like that and demands and. Um, I can't speak for everybody in the band, whether they would have wanted to go that route. I never had any desire mm-hmm. myself. I like controlling what we do. Yes, um, absolutely. As a band, having control, I mean, I'm a control freak myself. <laughs> everybody in the band will say that, and I'm sorry, but that's the way I am. Yeah. I always have been. Um, it's important to me to be able to, you know, you play when you want to play. Mm-hmm. You go where you want to go. Yeah. Um, You're your own fucking boss, man. Yeah, and, and you know, at that point, we were our own fucking boss yes but you know it, it, it that was important and we did you know at one point we did go with a, a major uh agency mm-hmm. and unless you're the top of the top of the agency they don't do shit for you i yeah. mean they do a little bit but it's not what you want them to do right and uh i don't know i i you know again this is one of those things where it's like you know, you could speculate right. that it may have been different if you went no, a different but, way, but it might not have been different. It may have been worse. Well, so. my and what I was curious about was if you were actually interested, or and if maybe you were like, "What the fuck? These guys are go." You know, like you know, you're playing with these contemporaries of yours, and you know, all of a sudden they're on MTV and you know, doing the whole thing. I was just curious if you were like, what the fuck, when's it ours? But you guys had such a crazy, awesome thing you're doing, yeah. anyways. You had your own. 
like I said, you guys carved your own path. Yeah, I mean, so. certainly at that time, I mean, I was like, this is, you know, yeah. great. I mean, what are you going to complain about? <laughs> right. There's nothing. To, I mean, I would have liked to make more money, <laughs> but right. who wouldn't? You right, know? exactly. But uh, as far as having fun and being able to, you know, have a life on top of it, yeah. which to me is an, a hugely important thing. Absolutely. I mean, it, a band cannot be my whole life. Never <laughs> could be. That's just not me. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes... If if you get a deal and that type of thing, that's what you can get caught up in. Mm-hmm. Is that you don't have a choice. It's like right. somebody else is telling you this is what you're doing. Yes. This is how you're doing it. When uh-huh. you're doing it. Where you're doing it. Yeah. And then how do you have this, anything else, and really make it matter? You right. know. And and I'm a family guy. I'm a family first guy. That's yeah. it. Always have been. Always will be. Um, nothing more important. Yeah, man. That's I'm with you. That's man. the way it is. I'm with you. I had to learn it. I had to learn how to do that, but <laughs> I learned, and now it's just like it's everything, man. Yeah. I can't. Like someone asked me a question the other, I started improv yesterday, which is completely terrifying. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but we had to interview <laughs> each other, and they were asking me, you know, like, what do you do with your free time? And I'm just thinking, like, right now, I, I completely work for myself. And when you when you work for yourself, the thing that comes along with that is that like you're kind of always working in some way, even if you're just watching TV and you're strumming a guitar or something. You know, like that's somewhat work. I'm just mindlessly running scales. Right. It's just that's work. You know. Um, fuck, I forgot my point. God damn, I'm such a uh, family first. Family first. Shit, man. <laughs> what the fuck? I interrupted all this. This is terrible. I, you know, <laughs> I, I purposely didn't smoke weed today before this because I wanted to be on my game. I told you we should have smoked before. <laughs> I know, like, what the <laughs> fuck? I should have just fucking should have just smoked a bowl of Dave Katz. Uh But anyway, so we'll just move on from there. Um, so I, I, because you know, you're right. Rat Dog was a was one of those things that sort of I wanted to go see Bob Weir. I never seen him, and and in the short time that I've known about you guys, I sort of went all in on the jam thing. So. That's just sort of what happened. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, you know, going and seeing that. So you had these experiences with these awesome, amazing bands, the Dinosaurs. And right. um, uh, so and I asked Johnny and I asked Ed, so I, I have to ask you do, you, do you have any experiences with Bob? How is Bob? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean. How, how is he as a person? I, I mean, he's a very cool, mellow person, you know. Yeah. I mean, my experience with him is uh, – is that he likes to talk about cooking um <laughs> that he does not really when i was around him he didn't really like people coming up to him and doing that whole like fan thing mm-hmm. like which i think a lot of musicians are like that but like oh do you remember when you played such and such and such and it's like no i don't <laughs> no. fucking remember that you know um i i don't know i mean i mean i guess one story that pops out with him is uh when he was at hookerville one time and I, we were just hanging out I guess I have two. I mean, well, what, I, I remember the first time we were there and, and, uh, and, and I went in onto the, his bus and I was like, you know, so, you know, we'd love you to come out and jam with us. You, you know, would that be cool? And, and he, and he said, uh, he was like, you know, yeah, sure. You know? And I was like, well, we've been working out some tunes. He's like, well, what do you want to play? And I told him we want to do uh sailor saint. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he was like, Oh, that's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his. And, and now, like I said, when I first was in, in Logo Color, I didn't even know the great right. right? So I, I'm not an aficionado. Right, I still right. am not. Yeah, me neither. I, but As it turned out, he hadn't played that song in those <laughs> those songs in like a long time. Right, right. And we went out and I think we nailed it. And fortunately, I don't think there's like a 
YouTube video of it yeah. or anything, but I think we nailed it. I mean, we did it really well. And not long after that, Rat Dog started doing it. Nice. So that was kind of cool. Hell yeah. You know, but yeah. uh, maybe maybe he needed us to like, you know, jog his memory a little bit and be like, yeah, this is kind of cool, you know? So mm-hmm. that was cool. And uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you my my uh, my story of, of, of his burntness. Okay. Well, let's go that way. And not that I'm not burnt myself uh-huh. because I am a burnt person. <laughs> but uh, and we were hanging out. I remember we were hanging out and uh, we were just standing. It was like outside of this trailer, you know, backstage at Hookahville or whatever. And, and uh, he asked me for a light, you know, and I gave it to him and he lit his cigarette. And uh, I can't remember. I, I, I was smoking cigarettes at that point, too. So we're just hanging out and just smoking cigarettes. And and I don't even think we were talking or whatever, but it was time for him to go. And uh, he had borrowed my lighter. And instead of giving me the lighter back, he gave me his cigarette butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, here you go, bud. <laughs> I was like, thanks, but can I have my lighter? <laughs> so did you put it in a glass case and hang it up on your No, <laughs> I think I probably put it in my pocket, which is what I did at the time, and right, threw well, it out. But <laughs> Well, I think, I think that's actually a great thing to point out, too. Pick them up. Oh, I never Don't threw them on the ground. Don't just throw your fucking shit. I am ever, so, I am so disgusted. I used to smoke. I don't used smoke to, anymore. I smell like an ashtray all the time. Oh, my gosh, clothes awful. were like an ashtray. I put it in my so, pockets. The night after a bar of heavy drinking and smoking was like, the, the taste in your mouth the next day is like, you know, you just, like, you went to bed drinking fucking right. dirty toilet water. It, right. That's the, and that was pretty much every night, so, you know. <laughs> at that time anyways oh um, uh, so were, were you guys at that time were you guys in like you know at the at the height of all of this were you guys partying a lot were you guys like really getting into it or were you guys kind of keeping it yeah you know um i think everybody was kind of partying and doing their own thing we were never the kind of band where we were like you know let's get before t- get together before the show and all do this right, right. like it was never like that yeah, it was yeah. just everybody was doing whatever the hell they were doing right and again like i said before as long as you were performing do what you gotta do baby not only did nobody care but nobody really asked. i never like went to you know up to whoever and be like hey what'd you take tonight you know i mean it, it wasn't <laughs> like that you know it was just like yeah. <clears throat> you know you did what you did and and as long as everything you know and at that time especially i mean you know the performances were good yeah i would say 90 percent of the time everybody was pretty much on point mm-hmm. maybe more than that yeah. you know i mean it, it was good yeah man yeah. So, um, so you know, you guys have this amazing platform and environment that you guys created and built and elevated the band to you know, like awesome level for an independent band that's just sort of made their own way. Um, you know, when I was talking to Ed, when he's talking about the time when he was getting ready to go, he was saying that you know financially the band wasn't doing so well, and that he hadn't been paid and you know this is uh, i'm not direct quoting him but yeah. he was just saying paid wasn't it. okay <laughs> uh so i listened to that part i'm <laughs> i'm just you know uh, you know like what was kind of going on and, um, and you know i'm not asking for tax no, no it's all good we we, we uh, or anything i'm just yeah i hear you curious um no it was uh i mean he, he was right it, it was we we had we had one particular hookahville uh, people affectionately call it the Mudfest, mm-hmm. and it was in I believe two thousand one. Okay, was that Bailiff Flag Fall? It was, well, it was Willie Nelson. Oh, that was Willie. Okay. And there was I think uh, it was a lot of New Orleans things. So I'm thinking maybe Little Feet was there. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, and uh, 
Dr. John was definitely there. Yeah, I think that's it was a great lineup. Yeah. And it was a huge crowd. It was like 11,000 people oh, or something. Jesus I mean, yes. amazing time. Right. But uh, it rained, mm-hmm. not just there, but for about three weeks leading up to the show. Oh, shit. And through the show. Oh, wow. And any other promoter would have canceled the show. I mean, we should have canceled, financially speaking, yeah. but that's not how we were. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, we're going to do it. <laughs> It, it costs us a lot of money to put on that show. Wow. People would have no clue. Um, with 11,000 people there, we should have done all right. Yeah. We lost a lot of money. Wow. Um, we had to repair the land. I mean, the land was destroyed wow. at Frontier Ranch. It, yeah. was, it was destroyed. Um, that debt followed us for a while. And uh, in an effort to pay it off, we were not getting paid. Uh, so that's what was going on as right. far as the... The, the, the payment. I mean, I'm not going to say we never got paid a cent. I right. think we got paid something, but it wasn't what we would need to survive well. Right. You know, right. or what we were used to or anything like that. And again, I don't want, you know, some people think, well, Acoustic Hookah, you were doing this and this and you were making tons of money. We were never making a ton of money. Yeah. Um, I wish we were. <laughs> if we were, I would tell you. We were not. It, um, you know, I mean, when we were having those huge hookah bills, I think the tickets were like $35. Yeah, which is insane to think about. I was right. just fucking thinking about I mean, about look that. at the lineups we had. They were 35 yes. Now, we didn't know any better. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> things were going, you know, again, yeah. things have escalated to an, a ridiculous point, in my mm-hmm. opinion, at this, you know, $300 a ticket to yeah. go to a festival. And that's if you're at the lower level. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's kind of crazy, but that's where it was. And, and, you know, we were just happy to do what we were doing and provide what we were providing. Right. So, um, we, uh, that's what was going on. I mean, we, we, we just weren't, he's right. We weren't making a lot of money. At right. That time. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck it. So what then, so Ed left, and, mm-hmm. and he, he was saying that there was other factors that there he didn't want to talk about, and that's Well, there fine. were. I mean, there were, there were... There was, like, attitudes or something. There I were know. attitudes. There, was, there were creative differences. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt about it. Um, yeah, it was, it was all there. Like, like I was saying before, Ed, Ed, you know, Ed's a great songwriter, mm-hmm. and he became a better and better songwriter through the time he was in the band. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's because of <laughs> the band, but that's what happened. Right. You know, and it's a natural thing. The more you write the better you should get at it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of songs that I've written that, that Hookah doesn't play. I've always believed with Ed's songs that there are some songs that were not Hookah songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't always see eye to eye on that. <laughs> no. You know, never once said to him, I don't believe, and I would never say to him that they were bad songs mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I, I'm not going to say that there wasn't things going on with the other members or anything but i'm just saying between ed and me right right you know that there were there were some differences and we got into it pretty heavy about some shit yeah um as i recall it was more than anything else musical stuff um i don't think we ever had any issues it was mostly musical stuff maybe it was other stuff too it's right. like, it's hard to remember yeah you know? of course but yeah there were differences and we had it out a couple times not physically but you know verbally yeah and uh you know and and he decided to go a different direction which you know, yeah. I mean, I think everybody respected it. It, you know, when, when sometimes when people leave situations or and things like that happen, it's not always a really smooth thing. It wasn't that smooth. Um, not going to put blame on anybody. It just wasn't that smooth. Yeah. You know, we could all see things a different way. And at this point, like I'm sure Ed said, we're past that. Yeah. And uh, and that's a great thing. You know, um, 
I don't know if things, again, same thing, if things would have gone differently, I don't know what would have happened yeah. for anybody. Right, but right. Uh, I think Ed's in a good place. Yeah. I think that I'm in a good place. Uh, I think the band's in a pretty good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, hey, well, you know, um, good, good, good. <laughs> well, I, 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 so the, the one thing that I, well, there was a lot of people actually reached out to me and thanked me for this, which I didn't, but I got to ask. Um, so after Ed left, mm-hmm. what I noticed immediately, because I think Ed left after a little bit after I left for California. Mm-hmm. And so like up to that point, I'd been going to shows still and, you know, like whatever. I, I was a fan, and, but I, I had my own shit. Um, and so like when I moved out to California and I found out that Ed left the band, we realized we didn't have any of the fucking CDs because we were downloading off of iTunes. Mm-hmm. So we was like, oh shit, let's fucking, let's, let's download the album. Right. And then to our surprise, you know. No Ed song. No Ed song. Okay. So uh, I also heard this on Ed's oh, interview. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, basically, and you know, I mean, people can have their opinions and they can think whatever. There, there was no, it, it was not a, a, a I don't know what you'd say. It, it was not a revenge kind of thing or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, during that time, we really didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have any contact with Ed. Oh, uh, I mean, once he was, he said he left. It was a very short time, as I recall, that we were in contact. But then we weren't in contact with him. Now I'm not a comp- a computer person at all. Okay. Um, downloading music. You know, and I too, I've never done it in my life. Well, I and still at that time, that point. well, and at that time, at right, that time. right, exactly, exactly. Right. So uh, the contact was made about putting our stuff on these platforms, right? And in order, to, when when you do that, there is compensation for doing it. Mm. We could not collect his money legally, right? What's the, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I, I, I did, and I heard Ed talk about it, and we did talk about it. I brought mm-hmm. it up. And it just kind of, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, well, at the time when that happened, well, this is what has to happen. Here's our music that we, Ed was, or I'm sorry, John was back in the band. Mm-hmm. So we could put his songs up. Yeah. I could deal with that. He could sign off on it. We could right. pay him what he's supposed to get paid and right, blah, blah, right. blah. Um, Ed wasn't in the band, yeah. and and we didn't have. I can't. I we can't collect his money yeah. legally without his permission. Right. It's just you know. It's just not the way it works. Right. Or at least not now. Maybe it's different. I don't even know. You know. Then that's it just kind of like disappeared. Like I mean, out of my mind. Right. Out of right. Our mind. It was well, like, well, that's the, that's what it is. Right. And I don't you think have about a band it. around. It's not it. something I think yeah. about every day. Of course. I think it was last summer that I talked to Ed about it. I kind of brought it up to him and, and said, like he said, I said, look, um, I think we can remedy this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's no reason it can't happen, and right. I, I think it should happen at this point. It didn't happen then. It should happen. I, I don't need, to be honest, I don't even know the steps that need to be taken. I'd have to look yeah. into it. It's so Which weird. I could. Right. And it should at this point. I mean, it wasn't, regardless of what anybody says, and, and I know Ed said on his thing that, you know, eh, I, I'm not sure if that's the, re- but it is, it really is. It wasn't like, you know, fuck Ed. Right. Where, you know, we don't want anybody to hear his music because right. you could still hear it if right. you bought the CD. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we were like erasing his music right. from the world. You didn't Hulk Hogan him. No, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't, that wasn't the purpose. I, I will say that at the time, uh, there, there was not going to be any like 
excessive effort yeah. to be made because that's just where we were. Yeah, um, it, you know, it was an unfortunate time for in a lot of ways. Um, when when there's a breakup, again, we go back to the relationship thing. When there's a breakup, there's there can be bad feelings, yeah. you know, and there were. Yeah, I'm sure there was on his side. There was on our side. Right. That and and luckily we've gotten past that. It took a long time yeah. to get past that. Um, in Thankfully, the, in the interim. Yeah. There really wasn't much thought to, hey, let's figure out what we can do to get Ed's songs <laughs> on Spotify or whatever the hell it is. I mean, I get it. like I said, I've never even been on Spotify. I don't even, <laughs> to this day, I've never been on it. I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah. it should be on there. And I hope that we can work it out and get it on there. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and, and hopefully that'll be available. And to all those who wanted to hear his songs, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what do you want me to say? I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. It didn't happen. That's, yeah. you know, shit happens. And, shit uh, fucking happens. And, and you could always buy the CDs and get, there you and get go. them that way. Okay, so they so. are still, so the ones that are in, the CDs that are in print, you can still get Ed's songs on yeah. those CDs. Oh, that's yeah, cool. absolutely. I had no idea. Like, sure. Yeah. Well, because, okay, in my s- small fucking minded way of thinking back in 2006 or whatever the fuck it was, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I guess that's it for them. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's just, no, I understand. I, it, I mean, it, it, it. I'm sure it looked very weird, and that and that wasn't the intention. No. Well, it certainly wasn't the intention to make it look strange, but I mean, no. it, it just did. And and the way the way a lot of it went down was strange. I mean, it's just I'm strange sure. to all of us. Well, so, I mean, this is know. a strange business. It's this, it there's is. nothing. There's nothing that's not that is. And and when you're talking about things like that, there's there's always legal. You know, mm-hmm. what do you call it? red tape? Yeah. You know, and and that's just the way it is. And, For sure. And you have to deal with it. And there's you can't just like say hey i want it to be this way it just right. doesn't work like that so then um so okay i, I know i said we cap at two hours oh yeah. i don't care i'm okay. in a hurry okay thank you i appreciate it um, <laughs> I but i don't but care I, i'm just you know like i'm coming at this like i'll talk all night let's go well i appreciate it and, and, and i'm coming out i'm coming out as like a fan as well as someone who's just you know trying to curate information but um the so with Mullins back in the band was that mm-hmm. something? I mean that didn't last very long. Well, how how long was that stretch? Like maybe I think it was a few years. A couple years. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing too. Okay, so and then and just yeah, and, yeah. and on top of it yeah. as well, um, you know, with Mullins in the band for this in this smaller period of time, and then I know there was a couple years where Hugaville didn't happen as well. Was that in conjunction? Or? Well, it was called the Ville. Oh, you all did something. Yeah, yeah, it still happened in a <clears throat> sense. It was just it was run by somebody else. We switched the area of Ohio that was in. We switched okay. kind of the format a little bit. We called it the Ville gotcha. instead of okay. Hookerville, but it never stopped happening. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, I don't know why. See, I'm fucking yeah. <laughs> it's, well, and like, and and to be completely honest, is like when Ed left the band is when I sort of lost interest. And, right. And, you and know, a lot of people did. And well, and. What, and that's really unfortunate because I going preparing for this like I, I listened to Bridges is that what you call it Bridge Bridge okay yeah. and, and then Ambrosia Halcyon Halcyon but Albr- Ambrosia, Ambrosia is, is a song it. on there yeah. which totally fucking as soon as I heard those melodies I was like is that almost like a Steely Dan sounded no, like thank you uh, was, I'm right okay Did, were you into Buddy Buddy Powell as well uh, as much. a piano player not much okay no. well it's just like when you play fucking like. When I'm listening to you play, like I just hear fucking those. When you're really? doing those country licks and shit, like, I mean, because he was the pianist for Leonard Skinner, right, right, and right. Fucking, I mean, they have. Yeah, a lot I mean, of I, I mean, I definitely. It's not something. A lot of what I play comes. It, it's it's like a subliminal thing, you mm-hmm. know. Like it's just collected in my head from all that I li- listen to. I've listened to a ton of 
his play. Right. You but, know? but at some point, you had to have dug in and started like learning what they're doing, or is it just no. it just naturally came to you? Uh, well, I mean, you weren't I've trying to figure s- out licks, because I mean, no. like you no. play, you. Um, it's weird, but no. well, there's well, there's <laughs> players who play. And like sometimes, and I'm sorry to deconstruct you. I know this can be uncomfortable. No, but, it's all good. Uh, like, but sometimes you'd, you'd have a hard time making me uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I know it's uncomfortable for me when people are like, "When you did this thing, okay, uh, thank you." Right, right. It's just uncomfortable. I don't know. For me, I, I just project. Okay, so I can live with that. Okay, thank you. So, but well, like when I was listening, like there are like you're very intentional players. Is what I was saying, and and and, and there are moments where you're just you're it, you can definitely hear for speed, and you're just wow, you're ripping through there. But then like you hear like real intentional licks and intentional movements and what you're doing, and uh, I mean like I, I was just like, I was just like you never really dug in and like like was like okay I gotta learn these licks and then you built your lick library and like it, not really god damn you <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't say that I have I'm not a student um, I've never been a good student of anything okay in my life uh, there's just things I mean there's players that I like there's players I wish I could play like mm. but I never sat down and tried to learn what they play yeah I think the more I listen to somebody like I think I I, I got a lot from Greg Rowley. Okay. Um, he he's the original keyboardist from Santana and Journey. Gotcha. Um, I think I got a lot from him, mm-hmm. but it's funny because I what I got a lot of his playing from is his organ playing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have an organ for like the first like five years I was in hookah or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, but somewhere it's still in there. And when I listen to him, sometimes it's like, yeah, that's something I would do. Yeah. Um, because it's just there. Yeah. I think I just draw from my my memory, you know, but 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 I don't no, I, I'm not a good I'm not a good student. I don't like to practice. Um, <laughs> Damn it. It's not my thing. I like to sit down and I like to just jam and just do what comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not saying that as if it's a good thing. No. It's not. No. I would be a much more prolific player mm-hmm. if I was not like that. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Excuse I mean, me. But uh I'm just not. I don't. I don't have that kind of discipline. Right. I'm not a disciplined person. Yeah. You and you know, like like we were kind of talking about at the beginning is just like at some point you're just like, well, this is what I'm doing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like you just, I, I mean, like, are, are you happy with your playing? Like now, I mean, do you? I've feel never like, been happy with my playing. Awesome. You know who said that too? Is fucking Chris from the works. He was uh, yeah. he's not happy with his playing. Yeah, but I bet he 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 sounds like he learns shit. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's definitely. A, yeah. he's definitely. No, he a student. sounds like he learns shit. Yeah. No. Uh, well, and also, I I was gonna say this earlier before we kind of get back into the timeline of who yeah, yeah. here. Uh, fucking, uh, I, I've talked to a lot of the regional uh, jam guys here, like some of the guys from like Sub T, Chris mm-hmm. from the works, mm-hmm. and uh, Johnny K from Boogie Matrix, mm-hmm. and they all say it's like, man, there wouldn't be like an Ohio like like Sweeney inspired a whole generation of fucking guitarists oh, yeah. in Ohio and in the region, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, like there he 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 was like, there, he, I think Chris or Johnny, one of them said there wouldn't be like a works or a or whatever it is without Sweeney, you know, and without hookah, there wouldn't be that. And because I've been asking this ridiculous question, I feel embarrassed every time I say it, <laughs> and, and I don't even want to say it to you, but here it goes. Feel um, free. Well, like you know, I was talking to Chris from the Works, and I, and I was saying, I was like, you know, like, do you feel like you guys are kind of picking up the torch where sort of hookah left off? 
And, you know, even when I say it now, like, I, I, it's no slight against you guys yeah. at all. Because you guys obviously fucking have nothing to prove. You guys fucking, you've done amazing things. And, and, he, and he says, like, there wouldn't be the works without hookah. So, like, you know, like, there wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be the workout without hookahville. There right. You know, like, so, yeah. you know, like, it all starts with this yeah, band. I, it's I, just I, so I, fascinating I, to me. It's, I take pride in that. You should. God and, damn, and, man. And, and, you know, if these bands become bigger than we ever would, I mean, maybe they have. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I there's, there's never going to be a... A jealous bone mm-hmm. in my body for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like we came around at the a little too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I could. <laughs> you see know, that. like if we would have come around 15, 20 years later, <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I'd be living in a bigger house probably. But, but you then, know, but then the but like, well, I mean, especially if you guys were like at the beginning of it, like you were of like you no, know, like I'm saying the festival scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean. Uh, I mean, it's 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 beautiful, man. It's a beautiful story. It really is. And uh, so, so Mullins, like when he left the band, was that another like he kind of like the second time? Yeah, the second time. Um, was that kind of like the first time, or was it just a? Uh... Well, okay. So the first time with Mullins, we kicked him out. Yeah, it's the only person we've ever kicked out. Okay, we've never kicked out anybody except yeah. the first time we kicked out John. <laughs> uh, we brought him back. Ed Ed left. Um, I remember I was in Florida, actually. I was on vacation thinking, like, okay, what do we... I'd left after a New Year's Eve show. Well, I mean, we knew he was going to leave, but yeah. that was his last show. And and I went down to Florida. Actually, I think I think I was down in Florida before New Year's Eve, because that's what I usually do. And uh, I think I was just kind of thinking, like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We, we hadn't really thought about it. We knew we were going to take some time off after New Year's, mm-hmm. I think, a couple months. And uh, I thought of John. I was like, well maybe this would be the way to go, you know, like, like what if this could work again? I don't know. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I called John and, uh, I talked to him down there. He liked the idea. And I, and I, uh, I was like, but John, things have to be different, you know? And he made a pretty big promise to me, Mm. you know, that, that things would be different, you know, that, that he would get through shows and he'd be okay. And, so on and so forth. And, uh, and I brought it to the band and I said, you know, this, I talked to John, I, I did that without talking to the band first. I didn't hire him or anything yeah. like that, but I thought, you know, I'll feel this out. Went to the band and said, look, this is what he said. He's going to be like and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, so we brought John back in. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, okay, you know, let's give this a shot and see how it goes. It didn't take long before it wasn't going as promised. Yeah. Um, but, we did gain back some of his old fans, which oh. was nice. Um, you know, obviously we lost a lot of people like you, for instance, <laughs> when Ed left. Um, and that's part of it. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not something we didn't expect, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I'd expect you to leave, but no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Well, I didn't know who what, the hell you were. So. But what I, was, what I was trying to say earlier is that it's a shame that I did leave because when I listened to Bridges and, and, and uh, Halcyon, like, like, you guys are literally playing, like, at least musicianship and song wise, I feel like you guys are like hitting a different. It's different, but it's a, a new level. Like, yeah. I, like, like I, I wish I would have because it's good music. It's not like fucking Ed left and fucking right, right. You guys were left talentless. No, thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, no, I mean we it, just like when 
when the first time with John and all that, I mean, we weren't going to like just fold. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't going to happen. Right. You know, we do what we do and we, right. we're all confident we can do it. Right. With anybody or without anybody. Well, not with anybody, but without anybody. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's, and so, you know, we, 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 we bring John in and we did what we did with John. And, and again, I mean, there were some great shows and there was some stuff that wasn't great. Um, as far as him leaving, I think he was in the band for, it was a few years. I mean, I think it was 2009, and I think he came back in 2006, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm kind of like, yeah. I'm not sure. It was something. So it was a few years at least. And, uh, and in the meantime, also Cliff left, mm-hmm. as I recall. What, and, and what happened Phil then? came in. Well, Cliff just kind of decided he wanted to go a different way. Oh. I mean, he was just like, you know, I've, it's just played it out its course for me, and I got to go. So he left. Fair you enough. know, We brought in Phil. Yeah. Phil was cool. I mean, it was it, we brought in, he had this, like, young energy. He was, a, like, more of a driving bass player mm-hmm. than uh, Cliff. Cliff was uh, more all over the neck, I, w- I would like to say, which <laughs> is a great thing, you know, yeah. and this was a different kind of thing. It was more driving. Yeah. Um, but John... Uh, we we actually went into the studio for Bridge is uh-huh. what what happened and the first day in the studio there, kind of some stuff happened and he quit oh. in the studio first day which is why Bridge is nearly all my songs I got you that's the reason why it was supposed to be like half or whatever John's songs yeah and uh, he left that first day and we were down in Athens Ohio recording and we had a that weekend we had a two night run at uh, Post and Lake, and uh, which is just outside of Athens, and here we were again. It's like, well, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So we called up Sarge, Eric Sargent, yeah. you know, and uh, we knew that again somebody that we knew who uh, was a great musician, and uh, at the time wasn't much of a songwriter. I think he had a couple songs, but he, not much of a songwriter, but a great musician. He mm. could sing. And we knew he could learn a lot of songs quick. And we didn't call him to say, like, you want to be in the band. But we were like, we have this gig. And it'd be cool if you could, like, learn 100 songs and come out and play with us, you know, (laughs) in two days. And uh, he learned the songs. And he came out. And it was cool. And we were like, well, let's just uh, give it a, I forget how long, a month or three months or Mm -hmm. whatever, trial run and see how this goes. And we ended up keeping Sarge. Yeah. That's... uh... So again, here you guys are. I mean, and you know, at this time, you know, like the you know, like the, you guys saw a slope in in fans coming out. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and it, I don't know. It, do you attribute it to all of just Ed leaving, or do you? I mean, like what? I mean, like do you? Or I mean, I know you said he had some debt that was falling. You know, like what? What do you think attributed to sort of like just the the, the downward slope? Yeah, yeah. It was um, just, it was just, well, again, I, I, you know, certainly when Ed left, there was a there was a dip. Yeah. But we were already on a downward slope. Mm-hmm. Um, I attribute, I think, the main factor to our rise and fall. And by fall, I don't want to mean. No. You know, I'm not trying to say like we're done. Right. Or no. Like obviously that, not. But peaking and kind of uh, you know ascending, peaking, descending, mm-hmm. was Hookaville. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I mean that was. What built us up the most was Hookaville. Yeah. And everything else played a part, but it was Hookaville. And in about 2001, that's when Bonnaroo came out. Oh, and all man. these other big festivals yeah. came out. 
And as the big festivals came out and had these huge ticket prices, they were also paying the bands a lot more. Ah. We couldn't afford the bands. Yeah. Our lineups were not as big, and there were more options to go to big festivals. Right. When we started Hookahville, I mean, by, by 1999, 2000, I mean, we had cars coming in from Oregon, right. Washington. They right. were coming from all over the it's country yeah. to come to our show. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was I remember I used to like walk up or walk up. I'd take a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a golf cart up the line, you know, wait for these thousands of people coming yeah. into Hookahville. And I'd, I'd miracle people who are from the farthest away. That's tight. That was what I would do. I would just have tickets and be like, here, you came from California, here's a fucking ticket. You came from Oregon, here's a ticket. You know what I mean? Oh, and cool. it was like, it was amazing. Yeah. But when there was, all of a sudden, there was a thousand places you could see all the same bands. Right. Not a thousand. I'm exaggerating. No. But you know what I mean? And as that happened, Hookahville's got smaller. Yeah. We got smaller. Mm-hmm. Now, I could attribute it to a lot of things. I mean, you could sit here and speculate right. about Right, I know that's things, another speculation. But I know that Hookahville went like this up. And then went like this down, mm-hmm. and we went like this up, and we went like this down. Right. Uh, I can't really directly attribute right. it to anything else, but I think I can directly attribute at least part of it to that. Yes. The rise of the festival scene, which I feel that we had a big part in Influen- building yeah. and influencing, yeah. ultimately led to our, I don't want to say downfall, no. but descent. Right. You know, um, it makes sense to me. Yes. I don't want to, because I can't sit here and say that, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, if, if, if things had worked out with John in the first place and Ed had never been in the band, right. I can't say we wouldn't have gotten big. Right. We may have, we may not have. I don't know. Right. If we would have not had Ed and had Joe Schmo, <laughs> yeah. I can't say it would have right. or would not have. I don't know. But certainly everybody played a part in it, including Ed, mm-hmm. including everybody Polanski including everybody you know it it all had something to do with it yeah totally you know what I mean if it were other people it may still have gone the same it may not have I can't say of course Hookerville did what it did though but there is solid but there is a direct correlation you can see that yes you You know and and Um, Dave was making a a, a, like a a, a line graph right right. there's a peak and then he he did the little thing the rest is speculation but what I can Uh say is that is that being able to have played this long with Steve, mm. which is original, yeah, um, has been amazing. I think the two of us have something. There's something yeah. that really works, and no matter what you plug in, it works. Having had Eric around since all but the first, I don't know, year and a half or two years, I forget what it was. Right. Same thing. There's something that really yeah. clicks. We know how each other play. Uh, we can sit down with and bring anybody in, and the three of us have been able to keep that together. Yeah. And that's been the, that's been the uh, backbone, you know, yeah. right there. Hell yeah. And everybody else um, have, have played their roles, and they've been all been positive yeah. to whatever extent. <laughs> you know, we've never had anybody in the band that's like, well, that killed the band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's never happened. Yeah. Everybody's been positive, and now... Yeah. Right now, we're sitting here with uh, Sarge and Matt Page, who is just a fucking monster on bass, mm-hmm. bass and again, brings another dimension, something yeah. we've never had on bass before, uh, which, is, which is revitalizing. Yeah. It makes us play old songs in a different way, Hell yeah. different energy. 
he and uh, he's brought something to, especially I think some of uh, Sarge's songs mm. that's very special and have led to a certain way of jamming within those songs that Sarge's songs may not have reached that level had it not been for Matt's style of yeah, playing. Yeah, you know, um, everybody plays their role. You know, and 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 I can't sit here and say that that I honestly say that I regret having anybody in the band that's been in the band. Yeah. Um, I, I just, there's no way I can honestly say that. I can say that there's been some bad times with certain people <laughs> at certain times, for yes, sure. Yes. But again, that goes back to the relationship thing right. and stuff like that. And breakups are tough and sometimes they're really shitty. Yeah. Some worse than others. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so with, uh, with Halcyon, which is your, mm-hmm. your guys' latest album, mm-hmm. Um, is that, is that everybody who's on that album? Is that the current lineup current, like right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That fucking album is really fucking good. Thank like you. it's, um, and I mean, like I was listening and like, you can hear like a, it's not huge because it's not a huge jump, but like you know, when we're talking about kind of a different band from with bridges, bridge and, and Halcyon, I mean, there, it's always going to be different every time you switch someone out, but we're kind of. I don't know. Like I felt like there was kind of a cohesion that kind oh, wait, of came wait, wait. through. Let, I'm sorry. I didn't oh, mean go to. Ahead. No, but, um, please. Actually, Matt didn't play on Halcyon. Oh, okay. Phil played on it. Oh, okay, okay. So, so Matt, Matt came in right after. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. No, it's totally cool, man. One of Phil's songs is on Halcyon. Gotcha. Okay. Actually, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying that there. You could definitely hear like this. Um, like a band getting to know each other and like settling into each other after years of sort of playing with each other. That's personally, that's mm-hmm. what I heard from Bridge to uh, Halcyon. You know, people are going to interpret it however they want to, whatever. Fuck them. Fuck, fuck, them. <laughs> and fuck me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, because I mean, I, I was just as, as shitty as, uh, as a fan as all the rest of them. I mean, I was sneaking into Hookahville. I was that asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I'm not. You owe me like 50 bucks. I, I owe you like $400, sir. <laughs> no, uh, but. Oh, uh, do you take checks? That's um, a lot of hookahvilles no, for what it cost back no, then. No, no, it, uh, it's not 400. <laughs> it, it's pr- I would probably say it would be like maybe 150. That's not so bad. Not, I forgive you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little short right now. Um, <laughs> anyways, so so you guys have found your your footing here, and 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 you're feeling good about the current incarnation and. Mm-hmm. And in like I don't know, and this is just an outsider's look. Uh, I feel like you guys kind of have a resurgence almost. Uh, do you feel that too, or is it, or well, is it just? I feel that, great about where we are as a band musically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we play really well together. Yeah, I, um, mean, I feel like the, you know, when we go out the set lists, and we don't make set lists, but what results as a set list um, meshes really well. Usually, mm-hmm. um, you know, like anytime we we have good nights and bad nights, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we get along, and, and a big part of it now, it's always been a big part of it, but especially now as you get older, is being able to get along. Yeah. And right now, I mean, just everybody's just very cool with each other. There's just no, yeah. there's really, I don't want to say no, but there's very little animosity at any time. Uh, that's important. You know, it's, no it's, bad it's, vibes, it's, no bad attitudes? Nah, it's, it, right, no hassles or bad <laughs> no, attitudes, right? No, thank you, right? sorry. Um, it, it's, it's, it's easy that way, and that's important because... You know, there are probably literally in this world millions and millions of great musicians, right? Mm. It doesn't mean you can 
even spend a night with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like, and, and we don't play that often anymore. We're not on the road together mm. in, you know, in a little vehicle and all that yeah. kind of stuff like we used to be. But you still got to, you know, you got to be able to go out there and just feel good about who you're with. Um, and that's there. Yeah. And it, and it carries over to the music. Yeah. You know, we just have a good time playing together. And, uh, and I've always had a good time playing with all the guys that we've yeah. ever had at times. And I've had some bad times too. <laughs> Usually not on stage playing, but at times. Yeah. Certainly there's been that too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, over the years, I, I can't complain about where I am, where the band is. Uh, it could have been a lot different, possibly. Right. There we get into the possibly <laughs> right, again. Um, it could have been better, could have been worse. Yeah. I don't know. Right. You know? Um, but like we like coming for full circle, I feel successful. Yeah. Um, in a sense that I have been able to do this for this long um, in one band, which yeah. is amazing. I mean, the percentage of bands that make it, what are we on, 20 30 we're yeah. not 30 yet. we're right, almost like 30 28 next year years? it'll be so we're we're at like, it'll no, be, 29 yeah right? it'll be 29 in like april or something yeah. like that right i mean that's insane yeah that that's is, insane for anything for anybody having a job doing anything that, that amount of time is a long time <laughs> um you know i feel fortunate for that and uh I feel fortunate for it. I mean, there, I mean what else been. can I say? You, you know, I mean, it, it, and and everybody played a part in it. You know, yeah. and and I have different feelings about different people and whatever. But <laughs> on a whole, yeah. it's been a great, great, great thing. On a whole, um, I, 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 I'm, all, I'm almost done. I promise. I, I won't keep good. you too long. You, your whole family's upstairs yeah. waiting for your return. They don't miss me. They see me all the time. <laughs> it's all your back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, well, well, this 2.0 thing, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's sort of, uh, I went to 50 and fucking, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 35 and I'm like, eh, I was like in that crowd, I stupidly took Molly. I'm just like, why did I do this? Hey, it could have been that bad. It was bad Molly. <laughs> oh, well that's bad then. <laughs> it was like the jaw. <coughs> it's, not, it's not like it used to be. No, it's not. It really isn't. No, it, nothing is. No, that's true. Uh, but, uh, oh, man, I, I thought you guys were great, and, you know, um, you guys played well for, for you know, for a band that kind of got back together after years of being apart. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what sort of brought that on? Like, what, was, what, what inspired um, that? That had been something that had been talked about um, leading up to that for a little while. I mean... Again, there were some personal things that had to get be dealt with. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't even see dealt with. They 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 needed to be people needed to come to terms with things, mm -hmm. right? And uh um you know, it was bringing three people back in that we hadn't played with in a long time. Yeah. Two of them that we hadn't played with in a really long time and then Cliff who we hadn't played with in a long time. Um and there were, you know, personal issues between various members and various members and stuff like that 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 had to be set aside at least, if not completely like forgotten or not forgotten, forgiven, right? Uh, come to terms with, however you want to term right. it, right? Um, the fiftieth Hookaville seemed like the time to do it. Yeah, it just made sense, you know, and for sure. it took some uh, some some. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Co coercion. Coercion. Uh, it, it it took it it took a little bit of work from some people with some other people, and I'm not going to name names about who and for who sure. and who. But to bring it all together, mm. it made sense, and it went well, and everybody did a you know great job, and we got up on stage and we yeah. played 
in a sense as if it had never yeah not happened you know for as long as it did right um you know it wasn't as good as it was i don't think but you'd put the energy in the excuse me not just from us but from the crowd who yes. came to see it <clears throat> it was it was pretty special yeah you know um did it again at what 52 it was also special it was yeah. fun um i don't know that it'll ever happen again oh. I, have no, I have no idea yeah. um in in that exact form uh i don't know i mean we've yeah. talked about things we've talked and when i say we i'm talking about the people who are in acoustic right right um you know there are other things to play into it you have to keep in in, in mind the people who are in the band who right. are not in 2.0 right um there's there's that um there there are still feelings um that it's not always easy to completely ignore for everybody and again i'm not getting into specifics there I, I but that's the way it is yeah um i don't know that it'll ever happen like that again it may yeah. it may not there may be other ways of bringing about the songs and stuff mm -hmm. um without going that route they could yeah. be just as interesting if not more right we'll see you well, know i mean they, these are things that i like to think about and try to create uh, have creative ways to bring back the feeling. Um, yeah, you know, I will absolutely. See. I don't know. Well, and, and like, I, like I told that I, would, you know, like I, I don't know if bringing 2.0 like as acoustic hookah is the right thing because that's what he thought I was saying. Because I had told a friend of mine, the, actually the friend who took me to your guys' first, the first show I ever went to. Right. Uh, I was asking him, you know, like, do you got any questions you want to ask him? And, and he was just like, well, what about like a 2.0 tour? And and he was like, well, I don't know if we'll ever get back together like that. And, and, and that's not what I meant because right. I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think you guys are on your path. You're doing what you're doing, and, and that's great. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think to throw in this old, it's great. You know, fans would love it, whatever. But. What, what what do you know I, I don't know like i don't know even really know how to say what i'm saying i just don't think i just don't think that that's the answer and now, now i said like maybe a tour would be cool because you know like to to see you guys sort of like uh do like a short run and by the end of it you guys will be like i mean you have to be tight as fuck by by the end of a run you know you know how it goes yeah at the beginning of a run by the end of the run that would be interesting. Um, but then a friend of mine today was like, well, what about another album? Maybe an album? I, and I know you just said, who knows? Who fucking yeah, who knows? knows? Who knows? And, and like yeah. that, that's your answer, and that's fine. But I'm just sort of puking out the things right, that, right. that I'm trying yeah, to get out Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, like I said at the beginning, never had any plans. <laughs> there you right? go. I still got no plans. I like I mean, it. It's like, you know, we got, we got, you know, there's things coming up that I'm excited about. They're not... That are not 2.0. Yeah. Um, like what? That are not, well, uh, you know, well, at the end of this month, McStarcats is getting together. Um, so that's me and Cliff and hey. Ed uh, are getting together uh, to do a full band Grateful Dead Night. Nice. Here at the Odeon in Cleveland on the 25th. Uh, it's a free show. What? That's going to be a ball. Damn. Um, we got we got two phenomenal drummers and Joe Marsnex playing with us. Oh, rock and roll! So, oh, I did see that fucking flyer. Okay, yeah, nice. That, it was going to be in Toledo, but uh, uh, the, the venue closed down. Civic, right? Yeah, that's right. That's why I knew about it right, because right. We we're gonna. So now you need to come to Ohio or to Cleveland. To Cleveland, yeah, <clears throat> and that's the twenty fifth. Yeah, same date it was going to be. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. We're also playing the, just the three of us the night before in Cincinnati at Stanley's, Stanley's uh, which will be fun. And yeah, I mean, Starcats is always fun. Yeah. 
I, I love playing with that. I love playing with Cliff. I mean, yeah. And again, our harmonies and just the feel, the way we play together is different than the way I play with other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so, that, so it's fun. Um, Hookah's doing a, re, uh, a return to the Newport nice. uh, Music Hall for Halloween, Hell which yeah. is a Saturday. Oh, for next Halloween. Yes, yeah. next yeah, Halloween. Last Halloween. Right. What the yeah, fuck? we're getting together last Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so that's going to be cool, just playing at the Newport again. Hell I'm yeah. I'm excited man. about that. Um, you know, and then we have our regular things that are happening, and Hookahville's will be mm-hmm. fun and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I have some things in my head and some things I've been talking to some people about that might be interesting if they pan out. Yeah. I don't know that they will. <laughs> and so far, it's just me talking to other people. <laughs> So yeah. I kind of have to like see if they're realistic possibilities and then bring them to the band or, mm-hmm. you know, just like they would do the same if they had an idea and bring it to yeah. the band and whatever. And uh, you never know what might happen. But uh, I'm not in any like, I don't think there's a press, you know, right. there's, there's no, it's not, there's no pressure to make something happen again. Yeah. Um, the two times 2.0 did it felt natural, felt like the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people came out for 50, not as many people for 52. Could have been the 2.0 thing. Could have been well, anything else. Wow, things, yeah. Again, we're speculating here. Yeah. But it definitely the excitement wasn't as big. Hmm. Still a good time. Yeah. Really good time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, right I don't on. Know what the future holds. Yeah, I mean, all these... I, 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 because I, I'll do this sometimes when I ask these speculative questions. I mean, it's fun to think about things. You yeah. know, it's fun to sort of like play out these different ideas, but... At the end of the day, we're just sitting here like I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so what have we solved with that? We'll call it the 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 acoustic future. <laughs> the acoustic future. <laughs> uh, wait, we're, we're, is there some? Wait, so do you guys do? Wait, is acoustic Willie? Is that is yeah. that that's you guys and Glowstick Willie? That's Glowstick Willie and and uh, Steve and you and me. Okay. That that because because I saw acoustic Willie. What the fuck is that? Because when I got back into town. You know, I didn't know anybody, and right. like, you know, everything's different. Right. I don't fuck, you know, uh, and so like all of a sudden, like there's an acoustic willy, and yeah. like, you know, what I mean, like I came back here, and all of a sudden things are all weird and yeah, different. That's a lot of fun. The five of us just rock. That's tight. So like, I and mean, we do a lot of their tunes, and which are, you know, typically much heavier than hookah tunes, uh-huh. and, which is a lot of fun. And then we do a couple of my tunes and kind of make them a little heavier also yeah. but it's it's cool it's very cool a lot of fun right now man uh have you ever thought about doing any kind of solo projects at all uh solo just, like just, just a me? dave Katz album um well i have one do you yeah oh. Day. oh i'm such uh, an give, asshole i'll give you a copy of it you can listen to it on the way home i would love it that would be awesome <laughs> but i do have one was, from like the early 2000s i forget sorry when it came out. Just, <laughs> no, that's okay you have to listen to it. tell me what you think i will um yeah, I mean, I'd do another one if somebody wanted to put me in the studio. Or right, something. I'm right. not really a studio guy. I mean, I'd, I'd like to do it, yeah. um, but I wouldn't. I don't have any plans. I have songs I could put on it. Yeah. But uh, I also have this thing called Trial by Fire I, I just started doing with me and Sweeney. And, uh, I saw that. And by yeah. the way, um, the guy who originally took me to see you guys for the first time, mm-hmm. that was the name of our band. Oh, really? And we had a little back great and name. forth. It's like, you son of a bitch. Those sons of bitches got us again. That's a great name. <laughs> they got us again. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. You stole our face. You stole our song. Sons <laughs> of bitches. Um, the <laughs> song name um you knew uh so i i know i know i said i was gonna rap but um just uh, how what what is your guys's like studio process like are you guys like we play it all together live or you guys layer no we layer 
God yeah, we, we usually go in and uh, drop the drums and bass first, mm-hmm. and then everybody just comes in and lays on top of it. So when you have those like bigger epic songs, like I don't know, like something reason I guess Thumper, mm-hmm. right? Is that the name of it? Yeah. That like you know has parts and just totally a prog fucking song. Um, the you know like like something like that that's completely mapped out for you guys. Well, it's not mapped out. It's mapped out in a sense that we know how long each part's going to go. Okay. And that just comes from when we're laying down the bass and drums, mm-hmm. everybody's playing. Okay. But only they're being recorded. Ah. So it's kind of a live version in a sense. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like, okay, let's go to the next part now. Mm-hmm. And then everybody knows when you go back into over, you know, over right. your parts, you know how long everything's going to be. Okay, that makes sense. And, yeah. then, and has that sort of like been sort of your formula? Or do you guys Pretty just much. Sort of, nice. So yeah. you just go in, lay down bass, drums play all together so you have the feel and the format right and then go back and right. knock it out exactly cool and, and are you um are you <laughs> one hitter quitter like are you the guy who can Me? just run through a solo generally and- no <laughs> it's happened it's happened <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want to cut myself too short but no, no. uh it, it has happened but generally no so when you're working on solo sections then um i mean are you general are you generally just improving or yeah. okay yeah. And then so are you Well me personally. Yeah. I, I don't know if Steve maps out his stuff. I'm generally not in the studio when he's doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've learned to not like this I, I, I kinda don't like the studio if I'm working with other people. If it's just me and my like brain and doing it all day, all night. I'm with you hundred percent. I'll never see my family ever again because I'll just be there. Right. As soon as I'm in front of other people and then there's expectations and you want you want me to do it again? What? Right, 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 right. <laughs> So it's okay, that's cool. Let's go. So like so will you um so will you like improv a solo to a point and then be like take it back and then like kinda go over it again? Like what's Yeah, I mean sometimes I'll I'll play and and be like, Oh, you know, I really like that, but I don't want I don't like this part in here mm-hmm. and they'll cut me in and cut me out. Yeah. You know, or I might just like start playing and be like, Oh, that was shit, let's just start over. <laughs> Do the whole thing again. Um Do you ever cut together solos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot, dude. <laughs> no, I wish I wish I was the kind of player who could just like be perfect, but I'm not. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Well, that's what's so great about Studio Magic. It, but I mean, here's the other thing, though. Like, you rip it live setting, so it's not like fucking you don't have this ability. It's just that when you're, I, I don't know. There's more pressure in the studio. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because you're looking for that like perfection kind of thing right. live. It's like, eh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit wrong notes. If I fuck it up. I'm gonna hit it again. It's, <laughs> then it's jazz, <laughs> right? It, I mean, right? That's the whole idea. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, do it twice, bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, I, I think that's it. I think I got it all out of my system. All right, man. Oh, uh, Dave, thank you so much. Like, this has truly been a, a treat and an honor. And fucking, uh, you know, like, I look forward to seeing what you guys do. Like, like you're saying, like, being a band for 30 years is not, it's not an easy feat. And it's not, it's not nothing. You know what I mean? It, it, it's definitely something to be proud of and to, uh, talk about oh yeah so i appreciate appreciate you talking to me about it bring it to the people (laughs) bring it to the people so (laughs) so you'll be seeing this in the hookah heads nice do you control that or is that just a group that was no i have nothing to do with it oh okay i'm just in there yeah he's just in there i like that you're very active (laughs) on there it's awesome all right dave thank you very much thank you oh wait a second can we play a song play anything you like awesome i'm gonna play ambrosia because those fucking harmonies are tits great so we're gonna listen to ambrosia and, and that's it. Thanks, Dave. All right, man. Thank you.
And that was Acoustic Hookah with Ambrosia off the latest Halcyon. Thank you so much, Dave, for coming on the show and inviting me into your house and being very generous with your time. I very much appreciate it. I had a wonderful and, and I mean, it was nothing but a joy for me. Um, I do want to sort of expound on what I was saying uh, at the top of the show in regards to 2.0 becoming a getting back together as a full time thing. And, and, and I sort of wanted to go over it because every time I talked about it with Ed or with, with Dave, I sort of brushed over it because I didn't know exactly why 2.0 doesn't need to be a permanent fixture anymore. Um, and I think the reason was, is because I respect moments in time and I feel like Hookah 2.0 was a, a very special moment in time. And if you were there, you were there. If you weren't, well, sorry, Charlie. That's how it was. And, and I'm sure there's people who are like, Mullins, there was a very special time. And if it's same thing. If you were there, you were there. If not, that's, that's that. It, it, it's also incredibly unfair for the new amalgamation of Acoustic Hookah, or the latest, I should say, because those guys have been putting in their hours. They fucking have built their repertoire with the band. They've built their bonds, and to just throw all that away, to throw away, you know, I mean, shit, it's almost been 10 years since that lineup, since the latest lineup, so... I mean, shit, it takes almost 10 years for a band to really fall into a groove. Like, for, you know what I mean? Like, it really does take a while for a band to really lock in as a, as a full working unit. I, I just, I, I find it unnecessary. I find it unnecessary, necessary to rehash this, you know, the old. And, and imagine if they did get back together and it all just sort of warps and falls apart again. And then we never get it. Never, we never get to see 2.0 play. So I, I feel like I feel like the best thing that we could get out of 2.0, I mean, besides like maybe a new album music, I think that'd be fun. But I feel like the best thing we could get out of 2.0 would be like a small tour where by the end of it, they're going to be real tight and they're going to be, you know, like it, 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 I feel like that would be the closest thing to like... 2.0 getting back together that I feel like would be even close to, you know, acceptable because I, 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 I mean, it's not unacceptable for them to get back together. Now this is all just speculative. This is all just me right now. Okay. Dave wasn't, you know, once the mics were off, Dave was like, let me tell you my plans on getting them back to, or I'll tell you why I don't want them ever to be back to uh, 2.0 to be back together. It was none of that. This is all just me talking out of my own ass so it, this is all my own opinion and, and your opinion probably varies or, or differs and that's fine whatever i'm just saying that if you weren't there when it was happening then that's it you know that's it you can get a glimpse of it with these 2.0 reunion shows but the past is the past and to rehash that and 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 for it to possibly just fall apart again, you know, and, and I, I like that we get to see these glimpses back into the past 
with these 2.0 reunion shows. I like that idea. I like that when I went and saw them at, at Hookahville 50, when they all came on the stage together and the crowd just went fucking bananas and the energy was there. Like, I just, I loved, I, I loved that. I loved that, that feeling that like, just that, like, um, I don't know, you, you know, the family's back together and 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 we're all back together again you know it was like it was like it touched on those days of of, of glory back in the early 2000s that uh, that are just indescribable and um yeah so that's why i think it's unnecessary is because it 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 it, it was it, it was something special and and let's just leave it that and let's not let's not risk making it into something ugly you know whatever happened between those guys happened and you know there's no taking that back so the fact that we get them where they're at now with the 2.0 and with the new band is just that's amazing i i think i mean it's amazing that though the two bands still exist in in in, in the form they're in so Let's just be thankful and be happy in this moment for what we have. Okay. And that's that. That's it. And, and like, I know that's not a great explanation. You know what I mean? I know that's not really. But because it came up a couple times with Ed and Dave where I was like, I just don't know why it's not necessary for 2.0 to become a full-time thing anymore. Um, because when I released the Ed thing, I did get a few emails, you know, saying it's like, oh, it would be great if they, if they would get back together and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, again, I know I know that people are going to be listening to this like, fuck you, Mikey P. <laughs> you can't tell me that the Ed McGee and Cliff Starbucks and, 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 and fucking the Star Cat amalgamation of a hookah is not the best i'm not saying it's not the best it wasn't the best of that i'm just saying uh, of that band i should say all i'm saying is that it's not necessary i i like what they're doing now i like that there is an option to see 2.0 still and i like that 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 these guys are just tenacious fucking musicians who are who are just ready for battle and who are just constantly fighting the fight so um I just nothing but respect and and love for those guys and the band and 2.0 and and the fans and the family and 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 all the awesome experiences that uh, people have surrounding this band and and the new generation like with the works uh what they're doing now with with you know Chris uh, if you go back and listen to the uh the Chris Hauser episode where we're talking about, you know, there wouldn't be the works. There wouldn't be a workout. There wouldn't be a subterranean, uh, you know, these, these new guys that are, are Dustin Smith and the day daydreamers, these regional guys around here that are doing cool things who are putting on these fuzz. There wouldn't be that without acoustic hookah. There wouldn't be a Chris Hauser of the works without a Steve Sweeney. You know what I mean? There wouldn't be a Johnny K of boogie matrix mechanism without, without a Steve Sweeney who was in the acoustic hookah who fucking inspired a fucking generations who inspired 
who who even by Dave's words inspired other festivals to kind of take on that same formula that they sort of stumbled upon. Um, you know, I love that too. I, I just love that Hookahville was just sort of this genius idea that was stumbled upon. It was, you know, there wasn't just some guy sitting in a, you know, a dimly lit room somewhere smoking a cigarette and drinking, you know, wine, just like, well, how do I do this? How do I make this work? You know, it was just these fucking, fucking hippies. We're just like, hey, man, I got an idea. Let's, like, see if we can get fucking Willie Nelson to play. Oh, shit, he will play? Oh. Oh, we can afford that. Okay, cool. Let's have all these cool guys come, but we're going to headline. No, we're headline. Willie Nelson is opening it for us. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, it was just like, it, like the whole, when you, ex- when you just sort of break it down the way you do, it just sounds like it was just like... A, a, a stoner idea just like oh man and then we'll be the headliners right <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay this is getting ridiculous i know i'm just talking to talk now so um go to randomstick.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e we have some new music coming up on the horizon so stay tuned for that i'm excited and i'm pumped up uh go to and follow us on Instagram at We Speak English Good and on Facebook at We Speak English Good. I've been thinking about doing a, a contest to sort of build up my Facebook because for for as little of people who like my We Speak English Good page on Facebook, I get a lot of plays through Facebook. So I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna sort of try to uh, I don't know breathe some life into that i was thinking about doing a contest i just got this um what is this uh electro harmonics qtron it's a mini pedal not mini it's not as mini as those little mini pedals are now but it's like their small line and it's okay it's it's not a bad thing but everybody likes free pedals so i i just was like you know maybe i'll give away this pedal since i don't really care for it all that much i got through walmart it was like 60 bucks. I had some gift cards. I I should have saved the money for something like food or, or clothes for my son or something, but whatever. I got a pedal that I'm probably not going to use. So I, I might give it away. I don't know. Stay tuned for all that. I might, I might, you might win a pedal. Who knows? Just, you know, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at We Speak English Good. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps find, it helps people find us. It helps with the algorithms and uh, all, all that good shit. So it, it, reviews on Spotify, uh, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, any, any kind of review helps. Uh, comments, you can write the show, uh, reach out to us on Facebook or however. Write the show. I'll read it on air if you want. If you don't want me to read it on air, just say don't read this on air. I do respect boundaries most of the time. Uh, okay, that's it for me, guys. Uh, I, what can I say? D- Dave fucking cats, everybody. <laughs> that was just an amazing experience. And uh, just just uh, you know, getting an email from Dave Katz saying that he liked your show and your interview with ed mcgee like the that was just an honor in itself and if it would have just stopped there if dave hadn't you know 
offered to talk on mic. I mean, he was just very, he was very, he was all about it. And, uh, you know, even if it was just Dave Katz being like, hey, Mike, listen to your podcast, thought it was good. That would have been good enough for me. Like, I would have been like, wow, that's fucking amazing. But the fact that he wanted to come on the show, he wanted to be, and the fact that he was so honest about things, and the fact that he was okay with just talking for as long as we needed to talk, um, you know, like, that. that's... this is honestly the the pinnacle of my podcasting experience. I don't know how far this podcast is going to go. I don't know how what's going to happen with it. I love doing it, and that's all I know. That's all that drives me is my love to do it. So I don't know if there's going to be other pinnacles of this, but at this moment in my life, this right here, talking to Dave Katz, is, is the pinnacle <laughs> of of my podcast the the pinnacle of the success success of the podcast um so thank you dave for that for giving me that and um i don't know like after this podcast it just makes me want to just have fire ass guests like i just want to go out and talk to like you know i don't know i don't know like i just want to talk to everybody now so a lot of cool things happening coming up so uh uh stay tuned and we got like i said before we this this show curates some of the best musicians and music that that i've come across i i i just i i love what we do here i love that this is such an open and free platform and um you know i just it's it's been great so again thanks dave (laughs) Thank you, everybody, who's been on this show. And um, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week with Ashley Kelly of Picking Kelly. Bye.